Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Out here. Here to reveal Times 2019 Person of the Year is Editor-in-Chief Edward Felsenthal. Tell us who it is. It's Greta Thunberg. She became the biggest voice on the biggest issue facing the planet this year, coming from essentially nowhere to lead a worldwide movement. and youngest person uh, ever to be person of the year. How dare you? Greta said that she was not going to accept this particular award, saying the climate movement does not need any more awards. She's now led millions of people to act on behalf of the, of the planet. I doubt it. You are fake news. Great story. Compelling and rich. Very fake. Go home, bitch. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree over he is. Terrific team on all counts. Also, big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. All right, go, go. Five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Plenty to discuss tonight, as always. Uh, Shout out to our UK listeners. We know almost nothing about UK politics, but I know enough to observe that conservatives won in a landslide election. So that's good news for the uh, Brexit crowd. Maybe, just maybe... You know, Brexit's as old as this show, the vote at least. Maybe it's going to happen. What's going to happen uh, first? This show dies or Brexit, Brexit actually gets implemented? This show or dies, for sure. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> All right. Uh, Democrats, meanwhile, are poised to have a full House vote on impeachment this week. And Trump says uh, Nancy Pelosi's teeth are poised to fall out in a tweet that he posted just a few hours ago. We'll catch up on that. The uh, Justice Department Inspector General released his report on the FBI's Russia investigation and appears before the Senate to discuss. And depending on who you hear from, it, it, this is another classic story where it's like, we're living in two different worlds. Yeah. I've you heard hear everything. the CNN coverage. They're like fully exonerating. I was like, what? Yeah. I've seen everything from like the FBI is going straight to hell to the FBI did nothing wrong. And they're all a bunch of saints. Right. So we'll try to cover it as objectively as possible and as efficiently as possible. Cause that's a 400 page report, man. I'm sure there are plenty of nuggets within that have yet to be exposed. Uh, two black people shoot up a kosher grocery store in Jersey city and Rashida Tlaib blames white supremacists. Yeah. She didn't explain that one. Did she? Not that I've seen. Mm. She did delete the tweet though, but uh, the internet doesn't forget. And then I got surprise cringe to close and we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs or D live. Of course, uh, in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down money grabbers. 
It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses. Of course, this week, our feature business is our friends over at uh, Sonoran Defense Technologies. Sonoran Defense is a firearms dealer based in Arizona, but with a focus on the online community. Specializing in Glock polymer laser stippling, custom Glock builds, and other firearms engraving, as well as general firearms and accessories sales, Sonoran Defense has several easy-to-order laser stippling packages and can also accommodate one-off custom designs upon request. The new Hybrid Atrix uh, Alpha Stipple package is an updated version of their flagship design. That has been a customer favorite. It provides the same sup- superb grip traction as traditional hybrid, the traditional hybrid Atrix, with a new unique aesthetic to really enhance the overall look and feel of your Glock pistol. You can even order a brand new Glock with laser stippling from them. Just reach out for a quote uh, through the contact form on their website, which is of course conveniently linked for you on my website, macrosynthmedia.com/deals. Sonoran Defense also offers laser-marked AR and AK magazines with many designs to choose from, as well as several secret underground designs that are not listed on the website. You can find those uh, on their social media accounts, Instagram specifically, at Sonoran Defense, the Honkler design, the Tay-Tay design, and more. They even do custom requests to put your own personalized images, texts, or logos on mags or other items for you. You can find everything from our friends at Sonoran, plus uh, other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Black Rifle Garb, and Flyover States. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. I got, uh, I mentioned last week I received an email update from YouTube that the sync issue was fixed. Uh-huh. Of course it wasn't fixed. Right. Uh, many of you sent me emails notifying me of that on Monday morning. Thank you for that. I have a new theory that it's related to the length of the stream because YouTube processes streams in two-hour chunks, and when we go significantly beyond two hours, that's when the issue tends to pop up. So I'm going to try to be more efficient in targeting two hours tonight. That's probably not going to happen. Mm-mm. But we'll see what we can do. And thanks for being patient with us. Of course, as always, if the, str- if the sync issue bites you, try a different browser, try a different app if you can. Otherwise, it doesn't happen on BitChute and DLive because they, they don't have Susan WikiWiki trying to get us. So, it was so, especially bad last week. Yeah, well, now it's fine, though. Now, what? days later. That's how it always works. Like, in the, mm-hmm. you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when everyone consumes this show, it's totally botched. I have people in the live chat are saying that Razor Fist's four-hour gaming streams are never desynced. I think they're just messing with us. It could be. Could be just Susan Wiki Wiki's thumb on our scale. Who knows? But I'm continuing to work with YouTube to get the issue resolved. Uh, and then as we approach the holidays here, of course, Christmas and New Year's Day fall on a Wednesday this year. So the Sunday streams will remain as normal. They might be truncated, you know, due to the holiday season, but we'll carry on at normal time. There will be no call-in show, obviously, on Christmas Day or New Year's Day. So keep that in mind. Last week, I missed, uh, accidentally, or because of error on my part, the D.C.-Virginia meetup. The D.C. Uh, and Virginia people combined to meet oh, up yeah. uh, in the That's area, right. and that was cool to see. So glad you guys had fun. And uh, I wanted to say, we don't have time, or at least I, I didn't prioritize what's going on in Virginia tonight with all the encroaching tyranny or forthcoming tyranny 
shout out to all our, our friends in Virginia, and hopefully things don't become what the new Democratic uh, overlords are, are promising or suggesting. And then uh, we got to meet up in Michigan, too. Just generic Michigan. I'm not sure <laughs> what town, where this 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 home is, but uh, somewhere in Michigan. Glad you guys had fun. And that of course, fun, yeah. Um, if you are looking to meet people in your area who listen to the show and find some new friends, there is uh, some information on the website, uh, on the community page of my website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash community linked in the description for you. You can submit uh, information about yourself and then you can find information on other people who listen to the show and you can have a, uh, a secret in-home meeting like this one. Have a few few beers with some friends. Oh, and I also wanted to mention, I was on uh, Robin Riley, who is Critical Condition. I was on her channel, uh, and it was just released earlier today. So head on over to her channel. Mm. It's also linked in other appearances on my channel. It's kind of a mom talk. So especially if you're a lady, um, go check it out. And maybe we can put it on the audio platform. I'll yeah, send me uh, the link, and I can I can take care of that. People can cool. listen to it on our stuff. We talk about our periods a lot. Ooh, yeah. can't wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, speaking of Susan WikiWiki and messing with people's channels, they just uh, they rolled out the new harassment policy this, starting this week. So um, this is an apparent reaction to the Carlos Maza, Steven Crowder controversy from June. The old lispy queer gate, if you is that recall. all he said. Yeah, I mean, there were like several response videos. But but he it, did- but a lispy queer he's a self-identified lispy queer self-identified queer not lispy so it's queer. the lispy they take part or they or the combination part. i don't know the point is youtube policy no longer tolerates malicious insults that's what that was a malicious insult and now bans both of, this is this is the implication for you so listen up pay attention the policy bans both veiled and implicit threats rather than just explicit or direct ones because that's that's a totally objective mm. standard to enforce. Veiled or implicit threats. Any content that alludes to violence against an individual is banned. So alludes to. I can't talk about right-wing death squads, but I can continue to refer to Dom Lemon as one drop Don. Yes, I, unless that's a malicious insult and nobody knows. I mean, can these I things... keep calling Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg? I don't even know. A weak chinned butt pirate. Keep testing the policy. We'll find out. Mm. Uh, These are not threats. Catapult talk. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, we'll find out in real time. Of course, sign up uh, to follow the show on BitShooter D Live. In the meantime, linked in the description because you never know when they're going to come for us. They're already deleting content, most notably iDubs uh, content cop on Leafy, ah. which is some of the most beloved material. iDubs content cop in general is some of the most viewed, beloved material on YouTube. So they're starting with, you know, material people love the most to really piss off both their YouTubers and their core audience. Wise. And of course, the the reach of this new policy is so broad that this is going to be enforced on an ongoing basis. It's going to roll out over time because they're going to have to, (laughs) for this to be enforced uniformly, they're going to have to delete like half the website. Uh, Good luck. We'll find out if we get caught up in that or not. Uh, you heard it in the intro there. Greta, I guess, Thunberg. We'll go with that. Thunberg. Greta is yeah. Time's Person of the Year announced this week. 
what she has actually accomplished, nobody really knows. Uh, sick adults love being lectured by children about how they're ruining the world, though. So congrats, Greta. Greta is actually amid some controversy. Did you see this? She She's being accused of advocating violence because she was talking about world leaders who don't take their obligation to fight climate change seriously. And she said, quote, we have to make sure they that they cannot do that. We will make sure... Uh, that we put them against the wall and that they will have to do their job and to protect our futures. This in a speech in Italy. So that was, people were saying that's a call to or an endorsement of violence for the record. I think even without the interpretation, we, even without the translation that Greta mentions, I think to me, that's a bit of a stretch. I'm not going to say she's advocating violence there, but I don't know. Do you it's disagree? a little murdery. You think so? Put them against, you're thinking like firing line. Yeah. You put people face first against a wall and then you shoot them all one at a time in the back of the head. Is anybody else thinking that? Left wing death squads. Left wing death squads. I mean, <laughs> no, she probably meant like we need to get their backs against a wall so that they feel like they have to make changes. Greta says that it's due to a translation issue. So she says in Swedish, and maybe some of our Swedish listeners can verify this, but in Swedish, it's kind of a saying uh, to put someone against a wall is to hold them accountable. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I just don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. she says that um, she and the school strike movement are totally against violence. She also said that she says that she's taking a break in 2020 because Good. she needs a rest. So maybe she's going away. I'm sick of looking at her little baby yet geriatric face. Could be anything from age eight to 50. Yeah. Who mm. knows? Well, I guess geriatric would be older, but you know, so scrunchy young to old. Yeah. Uh, the time guardians of the year are the public servants, the impeachment uh, hearing witnesses, four of them pictured here. Note that none of them have any direct connection to the allegations at hand, but they're heroes in their own right, I suppose. And then not related to time, but still a person of the year. Megan Rapino, the women's soccer pink hair lady. Is that how you say it? I've been saying Rapino. I think it's Rapino, but oh, I don't know. I don't care. I've said her name like twice because I literally forgot that she had existed until this very moment. Well, she's the sports person of the year. How could you forget? I don't uh, know. Says Sports Illustrated playing the world's game on the world stage under attack by a world leader. She dominated. And in doing so without fear, Megan Rapino became a voice for so many across the world. All of these people of the year basically boil down to whoever did the most leftist or progressive stuff in any given environment is the person of that particular venue. But you also have to be of a marginalized group. So like a super lesbian or an autistic child. I was going to say, how does Greta count? But I guess she has the female card too. Oh, yeah. Hmm. She does. Well, that's not the only Megan Rapino news. She also endorsed Elizabeth Warren with her moment in the spotlight this week. And Elizabeth Warren called Megan Rapino to say thank you for the endorsement. Here's what that phone conversation said. And I just want to call and say thank you. We need you in this battle. I just think that it's new. It's big. It's old. Like, I just don't think you can get to a better place by walking this model at night. So I appreciate you being out front and being big and bold with that. We really believe in equity. We believe in racial equity. We believe in gender equity. We believe in everybody gets a chance in this country. We can build that kind of America. You both lead your team on the field, but you also help lead America off the field, and that's really important. Ew. I'm not saying I'm an to say I don't think you can have something up, but it's kind of 
LFG, wow. Okay. What is that? Let's fucking go? Is that Presumably. It? Yeah. Uh, if all of this leaves you even more disgusted with the Democratic field, you're not alone. Uh, even Democratic voters are not very happy with the field, so much so that in a poll this week, or maybe last the poll was conducted, Hillary Clinton emerges as top choice of Democratic voters. This is a Harvard-Harris presidential poll. So the results, again, this is one poll. It's not an aggregate. Take it with a grain of salt, but come on. Hillary is polling. Do you know anything about how it was conducted, the poll? It's it's just a poll of uh, Democratic voters, and they included not just Hillary Clinton, but also John Kerry because reasons. I I don't know why John Kerry was in there. Do you know how many people were surveyed? Uh, I didn't look closely at the method. Oh, here it is. Online, sur- oh, online survey. So uh, that's, that- that's okay. That's fine. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know the specifics of the methodology, but 1,859 voters between November 27th and 29th. So a few days after Bloomberg entered the race. And anywhere in the country. It wasn't geographically isolated. Uh, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I don't but know. Were- that might be representative. The results say Hillary Clinton at 21% edging out Joe Biden, who drops to 20 in such a scenario. And then you had Bernie in third at 12, followed by Warren at nine. In other words, basically half of Warren's support evaporates and moves over to Hillary. And about a third of Biden's support moves over to Hillary. That's a huge portion of the Democratic Party. And if your field is so bad that people are begging for her... Uh, that's bad news no matter how you cut it. It means your candidates are weak, and then if she actually did get into the race, I'm, I'm not that worried about a Hillary rematch. No, that would be so entertaining. I, I, I definitely... Uh, well, I don't More know. I've been throwing pulling... her rigor mortis body into mo- other moving cars. I guess, yeah. It would just be like I do look two. forward to the seizures. You're right. They're going to be fantastic. Oh, so many seizures. The seizures are going to be lit, mm. no doubt. <laughs> Oh man, I think that would be amazing. I'd love to have a Hillary round too. Yeah. It would reignite my interest in this election that I don't give a shit about. We might uh we, we might get to see what happens here. We're only uh yeah, we're like 6 weeks away from the Iowa caucuses, so anything could happen in the meantime. Uh there was a, I mentioned this on Wednesday during the stream. There's just exactly. this bizarre piece of commentary from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez discussing federally mandated paid maternity leave or paid family leave during congressional hearings on Tuesday. And she made this weird claim that society obviously respects dogs uh, more than women in the area of childbirth or puppy birth or whatever you want to call it. Here's the clip. Do we know how long puppies are allowed to stay with their mothers after a dog has given birth? I don't. Uh, Eight weeks. Wow. So the market has decided (laughs) that women and people who give birth deserve less time with their children than a dog. And I think that that, at its core, has shown that the market has failed to treat people with dignity and with basic respect. And so when that happens, I think it's our job as the public to redefine the rules of society and to peop- and to treat people who give birth with the dignity that they deserve. Thank you very much. I don't know. Just- I love her. I mean, she just delivers these retarded statements with such confidence, just such. <laughs> 
unbridled confidence. Uh, and she's so proud of herself. She's like, I am a proud Latinx woman saying all the stuff that needs to be said. Thank you, Justice Democrats. Uh, I mean, I kind of get where she's coming from, but she accidentally is making an argument for being a stay-at-home mom and women having children and leaving the workforce. Yeah, it's like, does she think does she think women are forced away from their children? Or were these choices right. that were made? And what and is this dog market she's referring to? Does she think dogs have jobs that they have to go to? <laughs> or like, that they get time off? I guess she means like people buying dogs have decided that they'll wait eight weeks to let the dogs be with their mothers. Is there, are, are children being sold into slavery? <laughs> I get where she's, where she's coming I, from. I, I, I legit I see, can't follow it. I, I, I think this thing's baffling. I mean, women don't get, she's saying women don't get eight weeks of maternity leave to be with their newborn baby, but the average they dog. They do if they choose that though. Right. Or I mean, if I they guess negotiate that with their employer. The important part of her argument that she didn't state was that people often have to have two income families. She probably should have led with that. Hmm. Well, I'm really being generous here, aren't I? Yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from, but to me, the answer is yes, women should be with their newborn children, and that's why you should build a stable family in which mm -hmm. there's either money available to finance that or dad is the breadwinner who, fi who finances that arrangement. You should plan for these things. It's, you don't get to steal from other people right. to pay for your choices. That's what she's, That's the solution. I should be able to steal from from people to pay for you or the other because solution dogs. is that uh because we're unwilling to do this we should just eliminate women in the workforce just push them I, out of the workforce presumably should go along with this solution i don't know under <laughs> underrated portion of her little speech there she said women and people who give birth i don't know if she means those are the same or those are different are there non-women people who give birth? Is that you remember what that means? pregnant tranny segment we made that one time? It was a surprise yeah, cringe. I think. Which one? There's like a million. I hope there are not a million pregnant trannies. That is really. I think I, the one the the couple who lived in like a bus or something. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, they had yeah. some like stupid hipster arrangement, and like she started he she. It was a she for yeah okay that's the only thing that makes sense i'm sorry i <laughs> uh, started hormones and then thought that that would prevent her from getting pregnant and then she got pregnant so she had like a full beard and right, like a, yeah oh, yeah that okay. must be what she meant well uh let's talk uk election results because this is probably the biggest news of the week and uh you know uh, I, pretty much everybody i see who's across the pond is, is talking about this non-stop yeah, I think the biggest implication is Brexit, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, overall results, Boris Johnson's Conservative Party secured a majority by seizing seats from the Labour Party in its traditional heartlands in the North and the Midlands. Um, and we, I was thinking, when did we talk about this last? It was already July. It was in July. Johnson served as Prime Minister since July when he mm -hmm. was elected leader of the Conservative Party and appointed as Prime Minister after the resignation of Theresa May. I can't believe that was already that long ago. Yeah, that seems relatively recent but yeah it's been a little bit conservatives just, um, sorry go ahead. oh yeah go for it if you want just the numbers are important because these are historic numbers for yeah yeah not just the conservative party but for uk elections generally um conservatives gained 48 seats 43.6 percent of the vote the highest for any party since 1979 365 seats in parliament the highest number for any party since 1987 and then the the voter turnout was huge 
Which I was curious about. We were talking about the turnout number. It was something like 66%. And I didn't know if that's a lot or a little. I, I didn't have a baseline for comparison. It, it's it's actually kind of like in line with UK turnout, weirdly enough. Like it's way higher than US turnout. Even in, in yeah. 2008 with Obama, we only had like 58%. Meanwhile, the Brits are continually putting up uh, like, you know, 66, 67%. And this this uh, election is no exception. Um, I mean, is it fair? I, I, again, I'm not super clued into UK politics and and the the overall flow of the campaign. But is it fair to consider this basically? Remember the the uh, Remainers were campaigning for another Brexit referendum. Is it fair to basically interpret this as another Brexit referendum? Just say, I don't know. That's basically what people are voting on, and this is a slam dunk for the pro Brexit people. There, I, I you know, I, I don't know very much about their political system, but I would say that this leads me to believe that the historic turnout is due to Brexit. Uh, it's got to be right. One, I think that's a fair, um, a fair assessment. I mean, it, the other fair assessment would be, um, Jer- oh, I don't have the article in front of me, but Jeremy Corbyn just sucks really hard too. Yeah, people <laughs> that would be the other, the other possible explanatory variable. So he stepped down. He's not going to lead the Labor Party into the next election. Um, and then the much talked about Joe Swenson also got the boot, the Live Dem leader, Joe Swenson. And Joe Swenson actually lost her seat. Yes. Corbyn will remain in Parliament. Joe Swenson had to leave by party rules because she lost straight yeah. up. Yeah. So, yeah, just an absolute disaster for the left wing in the UK. And as you mentioned, this is going to have significant implications on brexit perhaps brexit actually becomes reality what's how many times have we said that i think that they can continue kicking the can down the road um vox actually has a very informative article about this um johnson now almost certainly going to be able to push his brexit deal through parliament i hope so we'll see um passing the implementing legislation necessary to take the uk out of the eu in january but this is only the first part of the brexit process um and it's almost a year overdue, as it is. Because so, it's been delayed a million times already? Yeah. yeah. So next, the after this, the UK and the EU must figure out uh, their future relationship, their future interactions. Uh, the big one is trade, also security and political cooperation. So that seems like a mammoth task in and of itself. The deadline for that is December 31st, 2020. Hmm. Um, which is the current end of the transition period after the UK leaves with a deal. And in the transition, the UK will no longer officially be an EU member, but will still follow all of its rules. For how long? Um, I guess the entire transition period. So we're talking till end of 2020. And the transition period can be extended for up to two years, which it probably will be. Oh, my God. But both the the UK and the EU have to agree to that by the end of June 2020. So we'll know by June 2020 if this is going to continue until June 2022. (laughs) So we got to wait a half year to know if it's going to be to know how many years of EU remaining are left before they're actually out of the All the while, they still have to abide by all the EU's rules. Johnson and the conservatives have promised they will not go beyond 2020. That's what they've said, which means the EU and the UK will have to scramble to make a trade agreement, which typically takes several years in just a few months. There's probably a lot of room for error there, but still, I feel like this is taking forever. And like they kind of should have figured out the terms upon which they would leave 
by now. I mean, they have to agree upon everything, but I'm sure they have a pretty good idea of what they're going. Yeah. I mean, but, but at least now Boris has put himself to have put himself in position to have leverage against the EU, right? I mean, the, obviously there's guess, a lot to but go, the, but this is much better position than we were looking at prior to this election. Right, all right. So, okay, yeah. so otherwise the UK faces the prospect of not having a deal, a trade deal with the mm -hmm. EU, which would be a no deal Brexit, basically. Okay, which uh, it, it, which many people would also consider a victory at this point, but um, but yeah, I get I get it. They want to have their their trade agreement formalized with the EU to minimize economic impact. I mean, this is just getting buried in bureaucracy. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I know this is a really positive step forward, and and everybody should be really jazzed about this. But um, we've had Brexit blue balls since the inception of this show. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> was it the inception of the show? Uh, yeah, it was, it was one of the first shows we started this show about Memorial day, 2016 and the Brexit vote happened June, 2016. Uh, yeah. so yeah, they're going to be, they'll, they'll be six years into this because it'll probably get delayed again. Hmm. Well, only one thing is for sure. And that is just like the U S election 2016. This is all Russia's fault. Uh, so hilariously, this narrative, and it actually was creeping in before the election results, but it's it's developing now after the election. Uh -huh. too. So upset liberals and media outlets in the UK suspect Russian meddling in this particular election case, too. So pre-election reporting in the UK referenced a secret report from the UK's Intelligence and Security Committee that says Russians spent five years cultivating leading Tories, including Boris Johnson. So Boris Johnson and members of his party. The 50-page dossier is based in part on intelligence from Christopher Steele of Pissgate fame. More on him in a little bit as it relates to the IG report. Hillary, no less, said on the BBC last month, it is shameful that the UK government has not yet published this report on Russian interference in British politics. She also told the BBC that she's dumbfounded that Johnson's government could get away with not releasing the report, which is allegedly damning or damaging. To Johnson, and then on election day, the UK Guardian uh, they put out this um, this op-ed titled "Britain Needs Its Own Mueller Report on Russian Interference." Uh, the article reads in part: "Britain's institutions must wake up to the Russian threat before Putin seriously damages the country's centuries-old democracy." So, you know, it's, seriously, uh, Putin. Putin's at it again. I need them to explain to me at this point what. Uh, the United States is in great economic position. We're in position maybe to get some of the immigration issues under control. Who knows? But I'm saying that the U S is in a stronger position because of Trump. It's that seems at least in economic terms, objectively true. Yeah. We still have all the same fundamental problems now, a stronger, well, to, to much less severe, to a much less severe degree than the alternative. I think. Yes. They would, cause um, they would have gotten worse. Yeah. The UK is in position, much better position now to take control of its own independence and become a stronger UK, at least, or a more sovereign UK. Let's put it that way. How is that beneficial to Russia? How is a stronger US and UK beneficial to Russia? I guess they'd argue that we're, both of our countries are severely weakened and in terrible position because yeah. reasons. Yeah. What's the terrible position? I don't know. I guess they trust people to have such bad Trump derangement syndrome and to hate conservatives so much in, in every Western democracy. 
that uh, they won't question these tactics. But mm. I mean, this is obviously retarded. Like, I, I just can't imagine that if you're British, you don't already know what happened in America and you're looking at this and you're like, nah. It is interesting how the politics of the two countries kind of go in tandem. Or they have these, these odd parallels. And that's the other angle of this too. Is this a reflection of 2016 U.S. or is this a preview of 2020 U.S. or neither? It doesn't have to be either necessarily. But I suppose I, it could be both, couldn't it? Or both. I don't think this bodes well for, uh, for left-wing candidates in the U.S. who time and time again consistently respond to backlash against their <laughs> fringe policies and think, no, no, the issue is we haven't gone left enough yet. Oh, we I have know. to keep going further left. Take the UK election as a warning. Maybe that's not a good idea. And please rehash this Russia thing. <laughs> it you, definitely worked here. It worked. Yeah, it totally worked last time. Americans are not sick of it yet. Also, go out in the street and be jackasses and chant things like Tory scum off our streets. Here's some of the protest scenes from London about the election. Could be Portland, could be Berkeley, same thing, really. Anyway, cheers to our uh, UK friends. Glad to see uh, some progress for your country. Glad to see. Uh, I'm just glad to see a stronger position to move towards the will of the people generally. It's such a shame to have seen this thing so drawn out against the will of the people for stupid political reasons. Yeah, but are I, you still I, hopeful? I mean, Brexit is the will of the people and they're doing everything they can to try to prevent that. I like I'm, I'm just tired of putting so much stock in these shows of democracy that result in no tangible benefit or uh, in line with the with the will of the people. It's like, why well, at some just... point the people are going to be like, this is not what we asked for. This is not what we want. And there will be a revolt. So they better see some results here. Yeah. Yeah. That, and then one would hope that's going to happen and assume that's going to happen. I mean, Boris took a gamble. My understanding is in in calling for this election in the first place to get it to pay off in the way that it did. Good for him. The trade off in that gamble is that you are now in position to get done what the people want done. So to your point, you better do it. But they are in better position to get it done than they have been since the vote, to my understanding. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But, uh, again, who knows if this show will even exist to comment when it actually gets done. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk impeachment before we take a break? I never want to talk, talk impeachment. <laughs> do you want to take a break first, then? Uh, yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let me reload this. I mean, the impeachment thing, I just feel like this is the new Russia. And every time we talk about it, I'm like, ugh. there's some entertaining aspects this time. Though. We got Owen Schroyer interrupting the, uh, as soon as I read that hearings. headline, I was like, Owen, Oh, this was Owen. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh says just wanted to give money. Also, Matt and I once made love or something. Yes, it is. apparently. Mm, well, thank Russia. you. Pretentious preventions. Hey, Matt, do noise ordinance laws violate your First Amendment right to have my children addicted to hardcore gay incest rape fantasy porn? Seems evil and authoritarian to think of the common good. I'm not sure how sincere the question is or not. Uh, content neutral restrictions generally, no. That is to say, like a, a law that says you can't blast uh, your opinions with a bullhorn on the city street at three in the morning. No, um, I'm more concerned with uh, trying to restrict certain perspectives or art forms or whatever. Uh, than I am about 
um, I'm, I'm more concerned with that than I am about here are rules and, and, and a system for how opinions are to be expressed without content-based uh, restriction. I think I just deleted something from the outline on accident. Uh-oh. Well, you can undo it. What'd you do? I don't know. I don't know. And we'll oh, hit the okay. undo. We'll hit the undo. It was just a colon. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Richard Enormous says, make the Commonwealth great again. Tyler Hummel, shout out to my website, Geeks Under Grace. I just had a massive essay published today on postmodernism in Star, in Star Wars. Star Wars. I also had a uh, first piece published at the Daily Wire this week. Merry Christmas. Congratulations, well, Tyler. I'm going to go it's check out Star cool. Wars on Friday because I just, I just have to. Not um, proud of it, but I'm going to go anyway. Yeah, I kind of want to, I kind of want to see it just out of morbid curiosity. I got to see Daisy, Riz, Daisy Ridley's horse smile. I got to see the whole bit. I just got You're only turned on by a woman if she's like 30% hideous, except for no, your it's not that. It's fiance. Well, thank you. It's not that actually, it's just the hit of the star Wars music playing and the lightsabers. And it's just, it's just nostalgia and respect for what star Wars was mostly. And I'm still going to go no matter what. Wait, you're doing this out of nostalgia? Isn't this destroying your sense of nostalgia? Yeah. Yeah. Why I mean, the last movies then? have been pretty shit. Yeah. God, you need to check yourself into rehab. You're like, I'm addicted to cringe. And it's Me and everyone else nostalgia. in the country, though. Everyone's going to go see this movie. I guess I'll see it with my brother. I know. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. It's a bunch of bullshit, but I'm still going to go see it. Robert Norman. Hi, guys. Congrats on your pregnancy, Blonde. Thank you so much. I'm going to be a school bus driver within the next couple of months. Could use some good vibes. Keep up the videos. How dare you? Congratulations. That's <laughs> how, I've always thought that would be kind of a fun, kind of a fun job. Um, I hope you work in a good school district and not on the kind of bus that we're going to be talking about later with this kid just getting his ass beat. Yeah, if people are curious, we will discuss that uh, after the shooting as well. Uh, Sherry Harrison, thanks for the great show. A week after week. Some of them are better than others, but we try. Uh, we do what we can. Thanks for supporting. Shaniqua stunning and brave. Matt Smegma Bukaki 69, Jeff Dameth, Blackjack, Andrew and I once had a poly relationship. I'm now pregnant, but it's not Matt as he always goes last. My sister, John, is excited about becoming an uncle. We did. That is exactly the story. Great story. Compelling and rich. (sighs) Ray J um, says, reminder that non-medically necessitated infant circumcision is evil. I'm with you, Ray. If I have a son, I will not be circumcising him. Tune in Wednesday for all your 20 minute long circumcision discussions. Yes. And I will know the gender <laughs> by then too. So, Oh, are, are you planning on revealing publicly? Or are you keeping that secret? Yeah. Unless it's a non-binary child, in which case I won't. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing a transgender Muslim in, in utero. Is that, is that Uh-oh. correct? Oh, <laughs> it's going to be doing, he's going to be bowing to Mecca in the womb. Oh, no. It's going to be great. Can't uh, wait. I'm going to have some weird dreams tonight. Schizo says, keep shilling, get them shekels while you can. Um, uh, Shouting from the cheap seats, blonde, sorry, I did not intend to make you feel dolezald last week. Mm. In the SC, the first letter of each word is spelled Mrs. Marshmallow name. P.S. Erica enjoyed British tea at an Asian religious fair. Oh, yeah. All right. We got some Erica Marshmallow talk coming up in the impeachment discussion. We do. Um, Let's just do one more right now. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Fitzgerald on a plane from North Carolina to Seattle for business. Thanks for the perfect way to spend a chunk of 5.5 hours. Client is paying 
with a $40 Wi-Fi swap pass savings on to you. Thank you so much, Benjamin. We really Well, thanks for supporting the show. Over on DLive, Darth Jones says, SJW Wars is dead to me. I will not be seeing this. If Darth Jones has tapped out. Who? Uh, just a, a supporter of the show over on DLive. But he's got a, he's got a Darth Vader avatar. Oh, okay. And he's saying SJW Wars is dead to him. So yeah. maybe uh, maybe you can start a, a new one, Darth Jones. I can go watch your movie instead because at this point I'm you know I'm available. There's a legitimately fan fiction on YouTube that's better than current Star Wars. There's some incredibly well done fan fiction. I saw a Darth Maul lightsaber fight that was like 20 minutes long and better than the Phantom Menace lightsaber fight. It was really? awesome. Oh yeah, it was really cool stuff. People go way too far and they're nerding out for Star Wars fan fan fiction. The production value. Maybe it's not quite Hollywood level, but it's it's good. Nerds, the lot of you. All right. Uh, okay, so where did we even leave off last week? Uh, this week, the the Democrats last Sunday had said we're cons- we're going to do formal articles of impeachment, but they had not yet defined them, so we didn't know what they yeah. were. Now they come out Tuesday morning with their formal articles of impeachment against Trump, and what we get is quote-unquote, abuse of power, okay, for supposedly pressuring Ukraine to investigate Joe and Hunter Biden for political reasons, despite the fact that's not established conclusively by any of the evidence or testimony. And then we get, quote-unquote, obstruction of Congress for not complying with congressional subpoenas for testimony, even though there's no requirement for Trump or the executive branch to do that until the courts adjudicate. The issue, if these things sound made up, that's because they are. And one thing you'll note is that, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we noted that bribery was the focus group approved buzzword accusation against the president. Nancy Pelosi and the rest were coming out and saying it's bribery. Trump has bribed people, and that's against um, his oath of office according to the Constitution. The word bribery itself is in the Constitution. I like how they'll call this bribery, but they won't call um, illegal surveillance spying. No, which we'll talk about that later. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, they, the Democrats have abandoned. They, everyone knows why they didn't put this in their articles of impeachment because they don't have the evidence. They right. can't substantiate that accusation. Nancy Pelosi was asked, Hey, uh, you were accusing the president of bribery like two weeks ago. What happened to that? Why didn't you put bribery in the articles of impeachment? Here's what she said. You yourself accused him of bribery. Why did you decide not to make bribery one of the articles of impeachment? I myself am not a lawyer. Sometimes I act like one. Not as often as I act as a doctor. I practice medicine on the side without benefit of diploma, too. Uh, This is a decision that was recommended by our working together with our committee chairs, our attorneys, and the rest. Okay. Uh, That was a diplomatic response. She kind of skirted that appropriately. She did an okay job. I would have preferred that she say, listen, we didn't have the evidence. I overstated the case. That's Well, yeah. You think she's going to say that, though? I mean, I'm just saying she's crafty. That was a crafty answer. I mean, obviously, you know, we should believe them that the rest of the charges aren't made up, even though the bribery charge was absolutely made up. The other ones are legit, though. Don't worry. I'm not a lawyer, but when it comes to these other ones... They're totally legit. The bribery one, never mind. I'm taking that one back. Anyway, what was that tangent about being a, a doctor and like, what did she? I think mean? she just means that she offers medical opinions frequently without, or she treats a... all of, like her Parkinson's disease with alcohol. Is that what she's talking about? <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> 
responded. Okay, so this is Trump has lit Twitter on fire again. Everyone's you know laughing at this or really mad at this, depending on your perspective. Just this afternoon, Mark Meadows, uh, congressman, had tweeted out um, Nancy Pelosi that Nancy Pelosi clip we just saw and said because it wasn't true. That's why you got rid of the bribery uh, claim. And Donald Trump quoted that tweet and said, because Nancy's teeth were falling out of her mouth and she didn't have time to think. Also plausible. Okay. Another uh, highlight of some of the impeachment developments this week. So of course there were hearings in the house judiciary committee to formalize and eventually pass these, um, these two articles against the president in the debate on those articles and in the discussion of those articles, Louis Gohmert, congressman from Texas, I believe, mentioned how we need to interview a lot of material witnesses in this case and uh, mentioned the name that you can't say, Erica Marshmallow, on YouTube. But apparently you can say it in a congressional hearing. That's fine. The very things the majority has done in preventing us from having the witnesses that could shed light on this, not opinion, but fact witnesses. We needed to hear from those witnesses, people like Sean Misko, Abigail Grace, Erica Marshmallow, Devin Archer, Joe Biden, Ellie Orr, Alexandra Chalupa, and so many others. Okay, so you can say it. uh, That's... uh, He's one of multiple members of Congress to say the name publicly now. Several media outlets have reported the name, but we can't say the name on this show because right. that's a death threat. That's Eric a death threat on YouTube. Them. Susan, uh, please answer me why Capitol Police did not arrest Louis Gohmert immediately for issuing a credible death threat in the House. Why not? Where, where were Capitol Police to bust up that one? I'm curious. Okay. Um, And then, so obviously what's going to happen next? Well, the House Judiciary Committee passed these two articles of impeachment on Friday, strictly on partisan lines, 23 Mm -hmm. to 17 on both charges. Okay. Full House is expected, a full House vote is expected this week. Many media reports I've seen are already looking forward to a Senate trial, which would start in the new year. But I, I've mentioned it in prior weeks. I still don't see the House vote as a given. We did have one House Democrat switch parties this week. Uh, This is uh, Congressman Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey is switching parties and will oppose impeachment. So that's one down for Nancy. The Daily Caller actually called 31 swing district Democrats asking them to go on record in support of impeachment and not one would. And you think, well, did just none of them respond? Actually, they got something like 10 responses. And the responses were non-committal. They're just like, well, I'll review all the evidence before making a vote. Uh, remember, as we discussed previously, Nancy can afford to lose 18 votes. And I think that's counting the guy who just switched parties. I'm, I'm not sure. But she can afford to lose something in the neighborhood of 17, 18 votes and still get by. Any more, and this issue is dead. I, based on what I see, I don't think it's a given that this thing gets through the house at all, but stay tuned this week. Um, if Nancy does not in fact get the votes, this will be a hilarious and devastating political defeat. Does it even matter though for the election? Does it really matter? Um, I think it matters in terms of Democrats credibility because yeah, but no Democrats going to look at this and be like, Oh, they lack credibility. I think I'm going to vote for Trump. They'll abstain at best. And that's if they're reasonable people, which they aren't well, um, but th- it will motivate the base. I guess what I'm saying is 
if this gets through the House and fails in the Senate, the Democratic talking point will be, well, you know, they're just a bunch of partisan Trump loyalists, Trump lackeys in the Senate. They don't care about truth or justice or anything like that. If it doesn't get through the House, even that talking point is nuked. And the question becomes, if Trump, what Trump did is so bad, how come you couldn't even pass it through your own people? I do think politically it's going to be a significant, uh, a significant change in terms of how this thing is debated rolling into 2020. She'll say it's because of government corruption and conservative it's, influence. Or Russia. And, or or Russia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we mentioned it just a moment ago, but our, our friend um, Owen Schroyer of InfoWars actually disrupted Monday's impeachment hearing. He called Jerry Nadler a liar and uh, he got thrown out. I, I was watching this. Or I, I saw this uh, mentioned I think I saw it live. I can't remember. But the first time I saw it on TV, Owen Schroyer's name was not mentioned. But I knew, I was like, I know that beard. I know that face. That's Owen Schroyer. Yep. So here he is yelling at Jerry Nadler and getting thrown out of the hearing. The minority of this committee. Americans are sick of your impeachment, Sam. They're sick of the Democrat treason. All right, good for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, Owen has been advocating and using some of these more uh, confrontational tactics, shall we say, lately. Yeah. Uh, he did explain on his own YouTube channel uh, and other video platforms his thinking, why he thinks this is the best route. Uh, here's what he had to say. Because, hey, again, oh, I got to be careful what I say. This could be my last live stream. They may shut me down after this. So, so you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go live. Maybe I should censor myself. No. How about no? How about I'm going to be louder than ever now and go ahead and fucking censor me? I'm done. I'm done chilling my free speech. I'm done acting like I'm the one that has to behave in, in uh, you know, some sort of calm manner as I'm just being raped with lies by the Democrats. And so I'm just like, you know, I'm done. I'm done. Let me know when the Civil War starts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I want that one caption, that silly grin with the let me know I when know. the Civil War starts. Um, I, you know, you know I'm going to wet blanket this a little bit. Okay, come on. It, it, it reminded me of like Jack, is, is it Jack Posobiec? Is that how you say his name? Yes. Like, I remember and, all of his antics. Like, I remember watching them and just being like cringed to the max. Yeah. But Owen really does this with confidence. I think the beard gives him enough confidence that this doesn't come off cringy. Also, he's a tall man. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but the cringe and that like you're, you're thinking of the Laura Loomer play disruption with Jack as well. Of all the disruptions, this is the least cringy. But I, think I he, can't pull it off. I can't judge my uh, approval or endorsement based on whether the shouting was cringy or not. I mean, on principle, I have to say, sure you can disruption. Because that's how effective it's going to be if it's if it's going to be perceived as effective, uh, whether or not it's cringy. I, I agree that this doesn't. This is not on the same cringe level to me, but it is disruption of other people's platforms and events in a self-serving way. I have to wet blanket it on principle, but the Ugh. one thing I'll say to, to Owen's case, and I do think this is important, um, his point that that uh, his point on what censorship creates is a hundred percent true and valid. If you actually think that you're going to censor people into just, oh, I, I guess I got censored and I thought about it, and now I've really moderated my tactics. 
now I've really uh, come around to their point of view. No, no. The more you back people into a corner in the way that InfoWars and Owen has been, the more you can expect outbursts like this. Does that mean that it's justified? I mean, we're having that debate right now. But the point is, you don't push people into corners and then they they suddenly moderate and get in line with you. No, they, they push right. back. They push back and this right. is what it creates. So if you don't like it, maybe don't censor his platform or call for the censorship of his platform so he can have the access that he's earned to people who want to listen to him talk about the issue. Mm -hmm. This One is an of, obvious reaction to censorship. I think that that yeah. should be the takeaway. Yeah. Um, and I think people should continue doing stuff like this. What, what you're saying that like you don't like the disruption, but, but at the same time, we should we should continue to allow ourselves to be censored without disrupting their speech. No, I Why? think that you carry on the fight uh, in turn in ways that do not, I guess, be careful how I phrase this. Does this violate the rights of Congress people? Not necessarily. I mean, he, he's not arrested, I suppose. He's not charged with a crime. But in general, you can't go to other people's platforms and try to overtake them. That's the principle that I don't want to violate. But that's what's here. being happened. That, that's what's happening to our platforms. Right. And the point is, I don't want to become the reason that the left is wrong. That's the that's what I'm trying to to hedge against here. Mm. You want to uphold those principles because the left is wrong when they do it. I get I get the urge for vengeance and I get the point that he's making. But the other side of this is I don't know. I don't know how effective that is compared to. Just taking down the, the and, and dissecting the reasoning behind impeachment. Impeachment is losing popularity because they don't have the evidence to support it. I don't know if it's losing popularity because of stunts like this, but to the point that Owen's making, his platform on which to make those arguments has been severely compromised. I do understand that, and I do grant that point. By and then people, there's the, I just saw Neo and Realist mention this, um, the Groiper tactics are extremely effective. I think that maybe they've like, they've hacked this. I mean, I have to, I, I don't like disrupting other people's events. They've either, done this almost exclusively but, at Q&As. Yeah. And the one case where there was disruption, the, the Q&A rug was pulled out from under them. I think that's also different. I mean, there's no Q&A in the congressional hearing here. Yeah, there should be. <laughs> that would be interesting. I would definitely tune in. And to Owen's point, to be as generous as possible to the case that he's making, uh, Obviously, the, the, the deplatforming effort against himself personally and InfoWars generally has been massive, including this week, the New York Times, who covered some of his live streams because he's live streaming all of this on his own phone. You saw it in his hand there. And the New York Times wrote this week that that Schroyer is violating Twitter's terms on Periscope by doing this sort of thing. And so he should be banned. Well, uh, Owen Schroyer goes to New York in in um i guess what they're calling like the infowars battle tank i've not followed this but it's like some some infowars humvee vehicle and he's in what looks like you know what would be a gun turret or something like that otherwise and he's he went and yelled at the new york times i guess with a bullhorn and he's just driving around times square yelling at people generally and somebody threw a glass bottle at him this is what the scene looked like Oh. 
skinny little bitch. I'd love to see them in a fist fight. God. Owen I was mean, uh, trying to identify that person on Twitter. I've not seen an identity uh, confirmed. What's it going to take for you to compromise your principles? Like how bad are things going to have to get before you're like, all right, we need to resort to some more aggressive tactics. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to become. There is never is... a point where you will enact the same kinds of policies and tactics no i think defensive is totally justified but the point is i'm trying to stand against unjust aggression not use unjust aggression right but at some point i mean your principles are never going to be able to defeat these people it's not i I disagree at some point you're going to have to fight a little dirty i don't think so i i have faith in reason and evidence to win the day and i think that's exactly why leftists continue to lose not because they're uh, losing in a fist fight, but because they're losing in a debate. We'll see you know, about that's, this. This is the yin and yang of this show, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you're not gonna, I'm not going to come around to say, well, um, because they did too many Twitter bans. Now it's okay to go around and say like, become a reverse Antifa and disrupt their events. No, the point is that Antifa sucks and I don't want to become Antifa. I don't want a world where it's just dueling you're Antifa. Not Antifa if you're, if you are um, amassing a group in response to Antifa. If you are not, uh, if you are acting with aggression and not in direct self-defense, then yes, you are. At what point does it become self-defense? When someone is violating your rights actively. What so about the just, censorship? Well, so let's put it, let's, how about this? Let's say uh, Owen went, I'd be much more sympathetic if say, let's grant the premise that like, Jared Holt claimed responsibility for a lot of the InfoWars banning. Let's say Owen and InfoWars responded by lobbying financial backers of Right Wing Watch to get them punished or deplatformed. That to me is a much more justifiable response because it's specifically targeted against the people who committed an unjust aggression against you. If it's just going after random leftists, that is insufficiently precise for, yeah. for, my, for, for my viewpoint at least. Yeah, but what if you can't use those tactics? What if the the bureaucracy prevents you from ever utilizing the same, uh, the same people, the same kind of lobbyists, the same kind of money that the left has access to? Which is in the situation where we're in now. There is no eye perfect eye for an eye here. We're gonna have to get creative. That involves victimizing people who are not committing unjust aggression against you, though, and that's that's a principle I won't. But they're lie. a mob. They're an angry mob. Who's the they though? All of these leftists that are supporting Antifa are part of an angry mob. That's the thing is without a defined group, you're just justifying attacks on people based on viewpoint. I'm not talking about violent attacks. I'm just saying. Or deplatforming or anything. What's more targeted than Congress? These are representatives. In the scale of offenses and, you know, violation of other people's rights, this is pretty minimal. It's not like he went in there and threw a Molotov. But I've sat here and said that Laura Loomer was wrong. I've sat here and said that Triglypuff was wrong. Those are fundamentally the same things. It's just Owen says that the, that the, uh, the, the impeachment hearing is, is a sham and it's a joke and people can see through it. And Triglypuff and, uh, says that, uh, you know, that, that if you make fun of feminism, you're, uh, you're a bigot or something like that. Now, but yes, I agree with one viewpoint and disagree with the other. But the point is, it can't simply be viewpoint correctness in terms of my subjective view that justifies yeah, no, or doesn't justify the I think you're, the, the you're wavering over the morality a lot. I think that, that it dawdling, thinking about the principles at some point, somebody's going to shank you. I think that's the situation we're in. 
but you, that's the point is you can't if i sit here and say well that guy's a leftist so he's he's uh likely to shank me i should be able to pre-shank him that's da very dangerous thinking which makes you the aggressor yeah but what if somebody is approaching you with a weapon that okay but that's not what we're talking about who approached no, but in this hypothetical situation it's not like i'm like go and get random leftists you know there are people in my life that i love that right. are leftists and i think they're based i'm talking about um like i have no problem with what owen did because uh this is a sham this is a sham. I don't, I don't care if he's interrupting a sham hearing. I but think that this is still part. This is fundamentally according to the process we all agree on. And it, it's going to fail according to the process we all agree on. I mean, I think you just and that's, perhaps you have more faith in the system than I do. This. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is if we are loyal to perspectives, viewpoints and people over the process, suddenly the rules don't matter. And different people can abuse others depending on who we like and who we don't. That's uh, yeah, a very but at dangerous some point, setup. If the rules aren't being abided by by the people we represent, they become irrelevant in and of in and of themselves. And so that's what's happening. Is what we're seeing with well, this I think, but here. that's but I we're, think this strictly is not, speaking, this is not the, people that are adhering to things that we've all agreed to. This is a bastardization of the system that that you know as well, a, as like, a democracy, as a constitutional republic, we have all agreed to. This is why you're seeing people. Uh, break while you're while you're seeing stuff like this happen because this isn't what we signed up for i can't agree that this is a violation of the system to that degree i think How that not? they're, they're the whole thing is a farce it's insane but they they control congress and they're entitled to do it but it'll go down in flames that's the point point. and if it doesn't if, what do you mean if it doesn't if two-thirds of of republican or two-thirds of the senate vote to convict the, pre or I'm not, the president i'm not i don't actually think that's going to happen but what if it did you have faith in the system that a two thirds threshold is very high and there's probably something that actually happened at that point. I don't know. I don't, I just don't have faith in the system anymore. And I think that's where people are coming from. That's why we're seeing these things happen paired with the censorship and a lack of faith in adherence to the constitution, that, the ability the, of people and the representatives to adhere to constitutional values We're we're seeing the nation just being ripped apart at the scene. Right. So that's I would, happening. I would say that the Democrats right now are dangerously uh, turning their backs on the system. They're, they're injecting a whole bunch of skepticism in the system. The election's not legit. The next election won't be legit. All of that stuff. The one thing I want to be wary of is ourselves turning our backs on the system. Because as soon as nobody in society has any faith in the structures and the systems that we've all built and agreed upon, then it's, an, it's a free-for-all. Yeah, anybody, but that's, anybody what, can that's what Democrats anybody. are doing. They're attacking right, but the that's system. Why and the, and that's the Constitution, why wrong, if, if it doesn't that's serve to wrong. protect us in these situations, it is not worth the paper it, that it is written on. But it is it's serving not protecting to protect us. us right now. Oh, of course it is. Why? People it's are the only thing flagrantly not adhering right to it in government. What? Okay, but absent the Constitution, what else would we have? That's the thing. Once people realize that as a society, talking, we're screwed. I mean, <laughs> we're, totally we're, talking screwed. Ab we're talking about it in the impeachment context. And I think that they are. I'm not just talking about it in the impeachment context. I'm talking about if we get a Democrat in and they, there are massive 2A violations. We're already seeing huge 1A violations. Yeah. As soon as people are actively violating your rights, I think you have a, 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 a justification to respond in self-defense. And I think that but, what Owen's action was, was defensive. I think it was. Against Congress, though, How? I think that I mean, is a targeted group of individuals. Um, he didn't do this in the general public. I, I, 
I, I, I don't understand how what the specific acts that the Senate, the, the House Judiciary Committee committed against Jerry Nadler is that that's a bit of a stretch to me. OK, I mean, we're, we're going to have to agree to disagree, but this is the crux of the show. I mean, one day we will find out if your principles are going to save us or if the country is going to go down in flames and we all have to, um, you know, defend ourselves. Yeah. But if the point is, like if animals. we become <laughs> if we become the abusers, the system is lost anyway and there's nothing left to uphold. Yeah, that's, I know. I mean, but people are losing faith in the system. That's all I'm saying. Right. And that's why I don't want to contribute to losing faith in the system. Like that's that's the bad thing that the Democrats are doing right now that is an agent of chaos or a catalyst for chaos. I, if we become more survivalist, if we have to do that, then, then none of these things are going to matter. I mean, we might have to make some hard decisions here. That's all I'm saying. I mean, we've had this debate a million times, so yeah. we'll, we'll have to, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Now we can talk about, say, speaking of undermining the Constitution. <laughs> but we, we may get resolution in this uh, case as well, depending on how much faith you have in Bill Barr and, um, and his appointed prosecutor, uh, Durham, yeah. to look at uh, the, the next investigation. We, it's just perpetual investigation forever. But uh, anyway, on Monday, the Justice Department released uh, or justice department inspector general michael michael horowitz released his uh much anticipated uh reports on the fisa process and the origins of the fbi's investigation into uh alleged russian collusion with the trump campaign and all that basically whether the fbi yeah. acted improperly or illegally in its investigation of Trump campaign officials starting in 2016. Now, as I, I mentioned, I presume it, this took forever because they had to wait for the Mueller report to, to finish. I don't know. I mean, this this investigation was launched just last year, 2018. So I, mean, I don't know if it was delayed. It pisses me off because um, it's this is after the wave of interest. You know, like we needed this report two years ago. Well, I would hope that I would hope that the aim is not political for any release, and the aim is just the truth. But of course, these things have political implications. Uh, and, and again, depending on where, what media source you use or who you hear from, we got the CNN article up here. You're going to get different emphasis on what the, the findings of this are. It's a heavily detailed 400-page report. Uh, but generally, the CNNs of the world are going to be emphasizing that the IG says he did not find, quote, documentary or testimonial evidence that political bias or improper motivation influenced the decisions to open investigations on Trump campaign staffers Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, and others. However, the IG noted that at least 17 significant, there, uh, there are at least 17 significant errors or omissions in the Carter Page FISA applications. So if you forget uh, what the whole FISA warrants and the FISA courts are, so these are app and the applications to this court to get the warrants. These are applications that the FBI submits to the FISA courts, foreign intelligence surveillance courts, to get authorization to surveil people under the auspices of foreign intelligence gathering. The theory here being that Carter Page is a Russian asset or a russian agent and so we need to spy on him to make sure the russians aren't meddling in this and that okay we're not going to go through all 17 of the errors but here's some highlights of the odd behavior or odd things that happened according to um ig horowitz so false information about page in the thrice reauthorized so the application for the fisa warrant on page was reauthorized or authorized and then reauthorized by the the fisa courts three times with false information about Carter Page, the application admitted that Page had previously disclosed his Russian contacts to a, gov a contacts 
to a rush uh, to a government agency. Just so, totally omitted. Just totally omitted three times. <sighs> it overstated the government's confidence in the Steele dossier, the aforementioned Christ- Christopher Steele Pissgate. Uh, great story, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And uh, ignored Steele's own doubts about one of his sources. The, the applications failed to mention that Carter Page had a relationship with the CIA and provided information to the CIA about Russia, which would, of course, be key context, context in terms of his contacts with, uh, with Russian nationals, Russian agents, so to speak. When the Justice Department followed up on this information, the FBI attorney, this is arguably the most damning piece of this to me, an FBI attorney doctored an email so that it indicated Page was not a source for the FBI or for the CIA. And this actually oh found its way into the application as well. This was evidence in, in the case uh, against Page. And overall, it appears, based on some of the commentary from IG Horowitz, we'll hear from in a moment, that basically the sole basis and the evidence for the FISA warrant applications on Page was the steel Pissgate dossier. We've had this question forever. You and I were talking like, how long, how long ago, wouldn't it be nice if Trump would just declassify yeah. this, this page FISA warrant so we could know what the evidence was. And, um, and, and this happened despite the fact that Comey, former FBI director James Comey, testified in Congress in May of 2017 that the steel dossier was not verified as accurate. This was well after page was already being surveilled. So how TL- could they possibly conclude that this was not politically motivated in light of those obviously politically motivated omissions? And of course and we have doctoring the something text. is not an omission. We have all the way. history of text messages between Page, Strzok, other FBI people talking about their hatred for Trump. I mean, we've talked about that on the show before. The TLDR here is the FBI botched this thing in many ways. It's just that Michael Horowitz has concluded he didn't find sufficient evidence for criminal behavior or political bi- um, uh, bias. But the ign- botched. It's it's established that they the FBI ignored evidence that was inconvenient. They outright made up evidence in at least one case. And the FBI clearly has many problems. But basically, Horowitz is unwilling to say that it's politics. That was the motivation because he doesn't have direct evidence. How could you possibly prove that anyway? Yeah. I mean, what you're asking for is it is communication that says, Hey, could you please alter that evidence in pursuit of our hatred of Trump, which is the sole motivating factor. Right. I know this whole process that somebody has botched something implies that there's some element of accident. Uh, It wasn't just that they ignored evidence. They invented evidence that I don't know how that could not be more telling of intent i guess because as far as i understand the one case of evidence fabrication or alteration is isolated it's like one guy they just did it one time as far as we know it made its way into the warrant so who cares i mean yeah as far but you know i guess we have to trust that the investigation was thorough and that's the only time oh oh, so i should trust the federal government okay well we can agree that maybe we should just uh start over uh, on this whole thing yeah uh here's some highlights from the hearings uh, some key moments in terms of what horowitz had to say so the men and women at home need to know what's happening a lawyer at the fbi creates fraudulent evidence alters an email that is in turn used as the basis for a sworn statement to the court that the court relies on am i stating that accurately uh that's correct that is what occurred the now, crossfire hurricane team obtained information from Steele's primary subsource 
in January 2017 that raised significant questions about the reliability of the steel reporting. This was particularly noteworthy because the FISA applications relied entirely on information from the from the steel I'm sorry from the primary subsources reporting to support the allegation that Page was coordinating with the Russian government on 2016 U.S. presidential election activities. However, the FBI did not share this information with department lawyers, and it was therefore omitted from the last two renewal applications. Can you say it wasn't because of political bias? On, on decisions regarding those FISA matters, I do not know okay. their state of mind at this point. So. Is it fair to say there came a point to where Surveilling Carter Page became unlawful. I will let the court decide that. The court has this report and will make that decision. Let's put it this way. If you don't have a legal foundation to surveil somebody and you keep doing it, is that bad? Absolutely. Is that spying? Um, it's it's not it's illegal surveillance. It's not court authorized. Whatever surveillance. illegal surveillance <laughs> means, they did it. Oh my yeah. God! What, how now, is the system going to take care of this one, Matt? Well, because if there are law-breaking violations, that's why you have uh, Bill Barr, who we'll get to in a moment, and you have the prosecutor assigned to the case, uh, John Durham. Now, I would contend that almost all of this is a symptom of a federal government that is just way too large beyond its scope. The entire FISA court system is an unconstitutional sham. We, we should not be doing this sort of thing. And I, I wanted to talk about that, too. There was there's one aspect of the FISA court system and the FISA surveillance system that I didn't know until looking into this because I was thinking in my head. I was I was thinking, OK, I'm going to try to put myself in the position of someone saying that we don't know for sure that it's political bias that caused all this. What what angle could I take? What argument could I possibly offer? And the best I could come up with was. Well, if it was politically motivated, why would they go to, say, just Carter Page or George Papadopoulos or low-level people, mostly with the exception of Paul Manafort? But there weren't FISA warrants on, on Manafort and um, on Papadopoulos either. So it was just Carter Page. Why would they just go to Carter Page? Why wouldn't they go to, like, everybody in the Trump campaign? And the answer is they don't actually have to. I was unaware of this until uh, a couple days ago. But uh, there's something called the two hop rule in terms of the FISA process. So they actually can surveil not just Carter Page in his direct contacts, like conversations between Carter Page but and a Russian guy. people with two degrees of separation. From right. Page. Yeah. I mean, that opens up. Everybody. To put that in other terms, it's just people who talked to each other. So you could be surveilling conversations that don't involve Carter Page, but like a guy who talked to Carter Page or knows him. That really widens the reach into the Trump campaign overall and into a whole bunch of areas we may have no knowledge of. That's tremendous. I mean, we're within two degrees of separation from Trump. Like, I know people that have talked to Trump. So maybe we got surveilled. Or well, illegally no, I'm not saying surveilled. that. But I mean, when you, when you open something <laughs> no. up to two degrees of separation, it includes everybody you're trying to get. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that I thought about this because I... As far as no political motive, I'd have to be willing to say that all the mistakes just happened to go in one political direction. What an odd coincidence. This two hop rule is another. I, I, I went looking for a reason for this not to be political, and I ended up at a, another reason for this to be political, theoretically. That is to say, you just have to have one foot in the door 
and you can surveil pretty much everybody. And they picked a low level employee with good contacts and uh, some like element of this Russia thing because they knew they could destroy him, throw him under the bus and he wasn't wealthy enough to, or famous enough to fight back. Yeah. He had no resource. That's why he, he, Carter Page was a specific target. They chose him for a reason because he was unassuming. He had the CIA contact. He had the Russian contact, which the government was fully aware of. And they're like, we can destroy this guy's life and it won't be that much of a cost. We won't get a lot of pushback. Yeah. Pieces well, of it shit. Ap it appears that uh, AG Bill Barr and um, his, uh, his attorney assigned to investigate potential criminal issues with this whole thing uh, tend to agree with you. They are out publicly disagreeing with Horowitz on the conclusion that there weren't any criminal implications or that politics played no role. So uh, says Bill Barr in a statement this week, the inspector general's report now makes clear that the FBI launched an intrusive investigation of a U.S. presidential campaign on the thinnest of suspicions that, in my view, were insufficient to justify the steps taken. John, uh, I think it's John Durham. At least I think that's his first name. Anyway, Durham says... Um, he had access to more information than Horowitz did, apparently. He's, uh, I guess, referencing trips he had to meet with uh, foreign intelligence officials overseas and his own examination of the role the CIA played in the FBI's Russia investigation. So he says he knows more than even Horowitz does. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, the one FBI lawyer that we mentioned who falsified information has been referred to Durham's office to, for the criminal probe. So... For it's a spanking, possible. nothing's going to happen to that guy. We'll find out uh, what happens. But um, but if there are criminal implications there, theoretically, they'll be pursued. Um, as far as the timeline of this investigation, Bill Barr says perhaps uh, late spring we'll have some answers. Late spring 2020. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see about that. When nobody cares anymore, just like this. Bill Barr says, I am appointing Blonde as right-wing death squad commander to start implementing vigilante justice immediately. What are we supposed to do though? I mean, we can't have any faith in our government when we see shit like this happening. Like I I'm wish... supposed to trust the, the, our judicial system. I'm supposed to trust the federal government. I'm supposed to trust our alphabet agencies. This is a the, farce. The one thing I wish we could all agree on because now the comeback will be, we'll get as, as Barr's investigation proceeds, we'll get leftists saying the same thing. This is politically motivated hit job. You know, it's like, could we, couldn't we all just agree that we should stop having a gigantic federal government we're all extorted to pay for that exists to perpetually investigate itself? And I'm not saying that this, if there were criminal implications here, it's an investigation worth having. I'm not saying it's not. But I am growing increasingly frustrated by a, a federal government that largely exists to investigate itself forever. And then people trying to gain the power over the sword to swing that investigation sword against their enemies. Couldn't we just come together and be like, no more. Stop. Let's, let's deconstruct this. Let's get rid of this massive federal government. It's not going to happen, though. If I have, to, I mean, I agree with you on that point that that getting the left to come around and agree to surrender top-down federal power. Um, I, I do agree with you that 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 liberty is exclusively restored through revolution. That that's how it always works. You never have power decentralized voluntarily. It just doesn't work. People don't way. just give up power. They're not like, oh, here's all my power and figure it out. Power to the people. I mean, my point, my only point is you just have to be very careful in your exercise and restraint in making sure your self-defense. And again, Susan Wiki Wiki, everybody out there, I'm talking about self-defense. 
you have to make sure that you are appropriately restrained and specific with that action. Okay. Otherwise, you risk abusing other people yourself. Let me ask you an appointed question. Do you think that we can dismantle the bloated federal government uh, and kind of retain local power mm -hmm. or reduce it to local power through nonviolent, non-aggressive revolutionary means? Um, I think that you have a moral obligation to attempt to make that happen until they are actually at your door violating your rights. And, and the way it sounds in Virginia and elsewhere, we might not be that far away from such a thing. And you could argue that it's happened already in places like Maryland and elsewhere. But yeah, I think that, um, that if you are too early uh, in, in making a call that this is, this is worthy of say, um, physical resistance or something, you uh, put yourself in position to become an unjustified aggressor. And I don't want that to happen. That's fine. But what is a non-aggressive uh, way to try to combat this level of of um, government corruption? I mean, vote. your vote for now. What if. OK, so uh, what if they start uh, like the two A thing? What, what if a Democrat gets elected in 2024 mm -hmm. that is um, like straight up violating two A, but in an incremental fashion as they will? Uh, I mean, as I said, with uh, we had questions on on Virginia on Wednesday. People asking about militias forming in Virginia to 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 resist potential uh, forthcoming government tyranny. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're talking about coming to your home and seizing your property, I don't see anything wrong with preparing yourself accordingly. My point is, I don't think that you can go to their house first. I think you got to wait. That's fine. Uh, so you yeah. think that militia forming, preemptive militia forming, is an appropriate response to the anticipation of having your phone. I don't see how that's any different than prepping your basement for what's what might happen in 2020. I don't, cool. I don't see how that's any On different. That, yeah. We can agree. Yeah. I think we're probably in the same, the same boat. And I, and based on the, the concerns that you're expressing, I think anybody who doesn't have a plan to last a few days without someone taking care of you is uh, ill-advised at this point. I, I worry about that a lot, which is kind of weird. I guess I've become a crazy prepper or something like that. Well, I mean, we but, can't trust our government. We have to be self-reliant. Yeah, we yeah. have to be self-reliant. Just uh, two more topics tonight. I got the uh, the Jersey City. No, three more topics tonight. We got the Jersey City shooting and the MAGA kid beating, and then we got some surprise cringe. But you want to take this, a break before we do those? Let's just round it out at the end. Is that okay? Yeah, it's totally fine. Uh, this Jersey City shooting is so confusing to me. Actually, I will, I will say hi to just two people on Streamlabs real quick. Uh, just knock these out of the way. Name ideas for uh, BATB Virginia Militia. That's timely. Uh, Blondes Battlers, Skag Soldiers, SS for short. Again, these are self-defense organizations. Susie, Wiki, Susan, Wiki, Wiki, whatever. Don't, I don't care if you ban us. Don't do whatever. The Catapulters, Right Wing Safety Squad, the Anti-Degeneracy League. I like that one. <laughs> Pro-white and all-right disavow. Marxist removers, no step on skag. I like that one, too. I like that one, too, yeah. Fuck around and find out. I like fuck around and find out. That one's pretty funny. East, Thank you for those. East Coast Vamp says, Hi, Matt and Blonde. Would you vote for a gay Republican if she had the right politics regardless of their private life? Uh, in a, she? Yeah. So I have to vote he, for a gay or lesbian? He, it says she, she oh. slash he. Um, yeah, I if you're asking me would I vote for like uh, a gay Republican over say like Elizabeth Warren or even like, I don't know, Bernie Sanders. Uh, yeah, I would hundred percent without hesitation. 
I mean, it would have to be like a really special kind of gay, like real special. Is the uh, is the other option abstain from voting altogether? I don't. I, I mean, I'm not saying I would. I'm just trying to. I know this is an unpopular opinion, the, but I think that abstaining is a completely reasonable voting choice. I think that it is essentially a vote of sorts. That's why I would oppose, say, compulsory voting. There's right. a, there's a compulsory voting system in Australia, right? I mean, is that a thing? I think I would be more likely to vote for a gay man. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, otherwise, uh, the 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 lesbians will drive us right off a cliff, right? Hold on, uh, got to rim shot myself for that. <laughs> right off the cliff yeah. with all the ki- country's kids in the backseat, you know. Uh, anyway. Thanks for the question. Where did, uh, what, what are we talking about? The jerk? Okay. Oh, God. Um, as if today's show has not been implicating enough, this is, I have a feeling the chat might get spicy on this one. So we'll try to hold, hold it together. We'll see if Susan Wiki Wiki shuts down the stream or not. But we had this Jersey, shoot, uh, Jersey City shooting this week. And this was, uh, the facts of this one are odd for several reasons, but even more odd than the facts of the shooting is the reaction to the shooting. So on Tuesday, two armed attackers shot up to shot up a kosher grocery store in, in Jersey City, New Jersey. They killed three in the store before being killed by police. An additional civilian and two officers were also injured. A separate police detective was shot and killed nearby just prior so this police detective approached the suspect's vehicle regarding a murder last weekend in the area that i my understanding is these two are also the prime suspects in so they cop sees them they're suspected in a murder he approaches the car they shoot him and take off they drove to the kosher grocery store and open fire upon exiting the vehicle my understanding is the male was armed with uh, an ar platform rifle and the female was armed with a Mossberg 12-gauge shotgun. The initial moments of the attack were actually captured on CCTV. So you can see them entering the, uh, the store here. They get out of the car on, your, on the right-hand side of the screen. This was daytime? Yeah. And you can see he just pulls up a rifle and people start fleeing. And the guy just busts into the store and that's the female behind him. They were both killed by police in a shootout that lasted about yeah. an hour. Now, both of these attackers were black, and that is relevant um, both to the, I suppose, to the motivation of the shooting, but also to the reaction, media and political reaction. The male has connections to the black Hebrew Israelites. So this is a black identity group who believe they are descendants of the ancient Israelites, their SPLC designated anti-Semitic group. This is the same group. Remember the Covington kids were accosted by that, that uh, group of black people at the Lincoln Memorial last winter in racial terms. Those guys were also black Hebrew Israelites, apparently. And this male attacker posted anti-police and anti-Semitic posts on social media. I've not seen the posts. I've just read the um, reporting. So TLDR here, some like black supremacist anti-Jewish people shot up a kosher grocery store. And then the reaction was also strongly anti-Jewish. There was, uh, and I mean reaction in terms of community reaction, people who live in this particular neighborhood of, of Jersey City. This is footage published from an anti-Semitism watchdog. Uh, and in this footage, black neighborhood residents chant things like, get the Jews out of our city. 
And um, one one person claims this the shooting is actually the Jews' fault because there was never any trouble that happened until the Jews showed up. Is your child stuck at school? Yes, my child is I'm stuck sorry. at school I'm because so of Jewish shenanigans. I understand that you're frustrated. I would wow. be too. They all the problem. Because they ain't come to Jersey City, this shit would never go on. People kids are scared. People kids are stuck in school. Maybe it's your kind of thing. No clue. I'm not from here. That's great. If they was there, they got shot there, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, somewhere Kevin Flanagan is is blushing at the sentiment expressed on the streets of Jersey City. Oh my god. Similarly, I... uh the the media reporting this week could be summarized uh with this sounder. At least in terms of uh talking about the implications. Because obviously if this was done by, say, the Tiki Torch guys from Charlottesville, right, and they were reacting in the same way, we would be having national wall-to-wall media coverage about Trump's America and white supremacism and the, you know, the, the disease that it is in the United States. Because of the color of the skin of the people expressing this sentiment, it is not really a national issue. It has been covered, of course, but this is out of the news cycle basically already. There's not going to be any more discussion uh, of this. Yeah, there's not a lot of honesty in media about how the black community feels about Jews or gay people. Well, strategic and, lack of coverage. And then once I heard that this was black Hebrew Israelites, that was like the last thing I heard about the story. This episode is going to go down just like James Hodgkinson, the baseball shooter who you almost never hear about. The guy oh, used yeah. an AR. We're not hearing gun control talk about this. Uh, we're not ta- we're not talking about broader implications, and it just goes to show that anti-Semitism, which is something they they claim to be fired up about all the time, that is just another tool to beat their opposition with. They don't care about the anti-Semitism in this case. No shits given. Who cares? You can't use it to beat up on Trump. You can't use it to beat up on white rural conservatives. So it's a non-issue, and it, it just goes to show, if nothing else, the claim to care about all these supposedly um, these, these marginalized communities only goes so far as the political convenience goes. Other than that, not an issue. And it, it, it played itself out in terms of media coverage um, and political reaction. The Wall Street Journal, <laughs> the Wall Street Journal got in trouble for tweeting this out. Uh, their article on the story was characterized this way on Twitter, quote, an attack that left six people dead, including the two suspected shooters, has shaken a historically black neighborhood where an ultra-Orthodox Jewish community recently has taken root. That doesn't say anything about who the purpose. The black people were shaken, though. So, uh, I guess, poor black victims in this case? (laughs) And then they took a lot of heat. They deleted it pretty quick. And then they tweeted this out. An attack that left six people dead, including the two suspected shooters, has taken a neighborhood of... Now it says, has shaken a neighborhood of Jews and African-Americans. An earlier tweet, which has been deleted, insensitively described the situation. Sorry about that. That wasn't the problem with the tweet, though. Uh, well, as in they didn't necessarily fix it? Yeah. They didn't um, fix it. Who committed the shooting? Yeah, it doesn't answer that question. 
and then you go to the article and it actually the the exact wording from the tweet is still in the article this is current as far as i've seen so they did not edit this is paragraph two of the article they didn't edit that out just the tweet and then i don't even know what to think about this (laughs) and then it and then rashida talib of squad fame gets on twitter as this is developing and she tweets out uh, an article or she quote tweets a, an organization noting one of the Jewish victims. And she says, this is heartbreaking white supremacy kills. Hmm. And it was deleted. I've seen, I, I've not seen any reaction uh, or any clarification or any apology from Rashida Tlaib. And it, again, it just goes to show, Ooh, dead Jews. How can I weaponize this against my political opposition? That's yeah. oh, what no, she it thought. Was black Hebrew Israelites back away slowly delete tweet never discuss again yeah and if it was just an honest mistake if it wasn't this political convenience if you just reacted too swiftly and you made a mistake why don't Rashida Tlaib why don't you tweet out the same thing and just put black supremacy kills yeah there you fixed it why not do that it's the it's the demographic problem in this neighborhood if they just get like a third of the neighborhood in that are Puerto Ricans there'll be no crime a third the, Puerto Rican, a third black Hebrew Israelite. Imagine all of the strength that would be in such a diverse neighborhood. I know. Diversity is know. our strength. That would be the strongest neighborhood ever conceived. Be amazing. Speaking of violence nobody cares about because it's not politically convenient, what happened with this kid and his MAGA hat? Oh, my God. Okay, so five students in Florida were charged on Friday after a video posted online allegedly, like how they say allegedly, uh, yeah. depicted the group beating the shit out of a 14-year-old classmate on a school bus an attack the boy's family claims occurred after their son previously wore a MAGA hat. And he did. He bought this MAGA hat. Actually, uh, the mom tweeted, to be clear, my son bought his Trump 2020 hat with his own money at the flea market a few weeks ago. He was proud to wear it. He wore it to school. But due to immediate bu- immediate bullying, he like these black kids poured milk on him. Um, he put it away and didn't wear it to school again. Sadly, the damage was already done. So at the time, he wasn't even wearing this hat. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah I was curious about that. Like, the, do we know? So it was an existing feud. He wore a Trump hat previously. There's an existing feud with students. And somehow that feud uh, hits a breaking point on the bus and they just start beating him. Yeah. I do have the footage here. I had to censor a lot of it because again i don't know what susan allows these days or doesn't but this is you'll get a general idea of what the scene looked like it's just it's not even like one hit. It is sustained, aggressive beating. Just like windmill flailing kid. arms. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Um, so the superintendent said in a letter released Friday that a Hamilton County School District investigation conducted within the 22 days since the fight occurred revealed no evidence that the student was wearing a political hat uh, and showed support for President Trump at the time of the altercation. Okay. Or that his wearing of such apparel on a prior occasion motivated the incident. I mean, I know that that's like what everybody's zeroing in on this, but like, so that's this just looks the like claim a racially... of the family, basically. That yeah, but nobody's talking about the well. A lot of people are talking about it, but the, but the mom and the lawyers are probably correctly not talking about this. But this looks like a 
racially motivated hate crime to me. Is there any insight beyond just the the races of the attackers? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if there was one black kid that was getting his ass pummeled by a bunch of white kids while they were screaming and stuff, you think the left wouldn't be like a hate crime? I think they would make some inference. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to get as many of the the facts as we possibly can. I don't think that's unreasonable. It's just uh, I want to be clear about what's substantial. The one thing I just want to avoid is again, we, we have plenty of evidence here. It's on tape. But in terms of discussing motivations, I don't want to make the mistake of um, sometimes the also I don't overstating give a shit what the motivation was. Yeah, we should. Were these in kids ideal- raised by a pack of wolves? Who taught them to behave like this? And like that was not that girl's first fight. It was so natural to her. She's just Practiced. wailing on it. Like she has been, she has kicked the crap out of people before. Hmm. What is what is wrong with this community of people? And there were uh, there were charges, right? There have yeah, been... five misdemeanors, four misdemeanors, something like that. Okay, so there must have been, and if there are five, so five people charged, there must have been the, the clip that we have is mostly one one young girl beating on this kid. But if there are five charges, no, presumably there another must... kid gets in there and starts wailing. Okay. On too. But it's not yeah. five in this clip. Five kids were involved. It was 22 seconds of like a minute long clip. I just wonder how much we didn't see. Cause you know, we, we, the family has only shared that one limited part. And if there's charges to that degree, especially against minors, you would think that it's gotta be pretty egregious for the prosecutor to make that kind of decision. Usually. I mean, you talk about people getting slaps on the wrist Usually kids are going to get the benefit of the doubt, yeah. but not in this case. I'm, I'm just speculating. I haven't seen, but what I have seen is pretty bad. Anyway, we'll update the story if, uh, if more information comes out. Are you ready for uh, some surprise cringe before we get out Never. of here? Well, this is an interesting one. This is a TV show I might actually tune in to watch. Check this out. This season on Hot and Heavy. My mom told me that it would be difficult to find love if I was heavy. I'm actually nervous. I always had this idea that, like, I didn't deserve love because of what I looked like. 329 points. You're right. I think every girl hopes they're going to get a hunky husband, so I totally hit the jackpot. I absolutely love Kristen's size. I wouldn't mind if she was a little bit bigger. Adriana is the hottest woman I've ever seen in my life. I love every inch of joy. There's a lot of inches to love. (laughs) (laughs) We're just two people that are different sizes, and I don't feel like there should be a stigma behind it. And I like butts in asses. I wanted to make sure you caught that moment. (laughs) We're just two people that are different sizes, and I don't feel like there should be a stigma behind it. (laughs) (laughs) Who seems to be the most offended by us together seems to be conventionally attractive women. I think they're just like, how did that big girl get that hunky guy? Maybe I just have a golden vagina. Pleasure. Must be his joy. What about her weight issue? Did you get the impression that they have any reservations about me because of my size? Sometimes I wonder if love is enough. Okay, my my first reaction was that all these men are gay. You think so? I think that they're probably paid actors. Uh, could be. I, I don't know anything about the history of the couples. Um, this is... um. This is the trailer for Hot and Heavy, a new show on TLC. Following, I love the terminology. These are so-called mixed weight couples. That's that's what we're going with. I mean, I guess the central question is here. Does everybody deserve to be loved? Well, the one point of discussion I had on this is 
she makes the claim, uh, I felt like I wasn't deserving of love because of how I looked, which I think is a pretty interesting way to frame it as though. It's not like your face is ugly. You're just super fat. Right. I mean, this, this is not, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what their medical conditions are. I'm willing to bet a large sum of money that this is attributable, attributable to life choices as opposed to medical condition. Not all these women have a pituitary disorder. Okay. Like and they're that's just not, fatty, fat, fat. That's not how you look, or maybe it is, but there's a big asterisk on that, which is how you look asterisk according to, or because of life choices that you made that you could reverse, that you could, you know, that you could do something about, um, the, I don't int- know. They're at that stage where it's like, I don't know that you can. Yeah, maybe. Back. I mean, lose weight, you become a, a wind sail. At that yeah. point. Like it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but it's never too late to try to get healthier and to try to better yourself, you know, regardless. Um, but the, the other interesting thing about this is the show in this trailer is getting ripped from the left for a few reasons. Why? One, the title. Well, let me, let me. Oh, cause it sounds like guess. mixed race. Uh, no, that is an interesting angle, but no, um, see if you can guess another one because these guys are clearly repressing their flagrant homosexuality. No, no, but, uh, okay. So point one, it's only the chicks who are fat, not the guys. So they're, they're saying that it's, well, it's, it's more superficial. Maybe they're saying it's a stigma on fat women or something and guys can be fat and it's not weird, or, you know, whatever, which there is some truth to, to be honest. There is some truth to that, but that's, again, that's kind of the reality of the world. Like as a guy, if you, as a guy, if you are a funny, if you were funny and you have, and you're a, a guy of means, you've, you've made a lot of wealth for yourself or whatever assets you have to provide, you can get away with, uh, with some extra weight. You know, that's just the yeah. reality of the, it, it's just the different dynamics between what men and women offer each other. That's just, that's just true. I In don't the same- know what to say say about i i'm i don't know this can't be real i i'm it's definitely real i kind of want to i kind of want to tune in it it debuts in january the other thing though that they're ripping on is the title i don't even understand this criticism but they don't like the title hot and heavy because they say that it implies that hot and heavy are different things that like hot means not heavy i guess is why they're mad oh if you're fat you are unattractive. You are not an, a sexually attractive person to anybody outside of this weird fetish world. Can we all just stop lying to ourselves? Are we still doing this? Do I have to act like these women are beautiful or something? <laughs> the, I Every guess. one of those chicks has I, an okay face. Like, what is wrong with you? You well, have yeah, ruined I mean, your gift of having an okay face by being morbidly obese. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't want to give the impression that's like, oh, just uh, just rip on people. There's an element of sadness here, I suppose. And it's like this. A lot of this is due to life choice that our, our society has conditioned. You talk about um, like like. Uh, I don't know, social creations and and social inventions in terms of things like race and gender, social constructs, all that. The denial of biological reality that is the social construct that says all of this is just fine and there's nothing inherently unhealthy or unnatural here. I mean, that's the, that's that ironically is a anti-natural social construction for this chick to say like, Oh, I thought I was, <laughs> you know, I was never going to find love because, uh, because of how I look. Well, the natural way that you look is not this, this is fundamentally unnatural. This is, 
a product of a whole bunch of decisions to create an unnatural version of yourself. And I guess the, the tragedy that, I, that I'm getting at is like, you know, like we think about, there's, there's like an ideal version of you and a worst version of you in every single person and every decision that you make puts you on a path toward yeah. one of those society okay a, a society that is obsessed with acceptance has created an environment where it's okay to be a disgusting lard ass and everybody has to act like you're hot but the, the antidote to this is clearly shame shame will solve so that person that drove past this fat lady and made fun of her good for that person i was going to ask you <laughs> uh odds are that that was real do you even think that was that me yeah. <laughs> was it you? Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of buy that that might be staged. Probably. Like, I, I think the whole thing is staged. That. These guys are too handsome and they're all definitely gay. It's not like we have a shortage of morbidly obese people walking around the United States. I've seen plenty just like everybody else has. Not once in a mall or at a movie theater or just on the street in this public. I've never heard someone do a drive-by shouting like that. No. Not once. Uh, but you know, I do think that we need to like increase the level of, of shame because acceptance is what caused this. Well, and it is legitimately unhealthy. The part I had to cut out too, is they're talking to a doctor about the implications for having kids. And the doctor's like, you shouldn't without like surgery basically. And the, and the, one of the dudes is like, Oh, I ain't doing that surgery crap. There's nothing unhealthy here. And it's like, okay, man. I mean, what's your plan? Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a golden vagina. I'm sure she's exactly right. I mean, if you can, how, if you had you a gotta perfect, do a deep sea like, dive to find it, but it's yeah. in there somewhere. Like, what quality of vagina could offset morbid obesity? Like there is no quality of vagina where guys would be like, your vagina is so awesome that I don't care that everybody thinks that I'm bottom feeding with this fatso. I don't know. I don't know, but I might tune in to check it out. I'm intrigued. I might, I Why might watch the first episode. Do this to me every Sunday. <laughs> it's better than last Sunday though. What a, what a disaster. All right. Let's, let's catch up with a, uh, with super chat and call it a night. I think I did a pretty good job of restraining myself tonight. I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> we only had, them. well, we had some implied threats. We'll have to see what Susan thinks of those, but mm. you know, I don't know. I think that they mix in uh, like people that actually watch with the um, with the algorithm. So hopefully this will be one of the shows that they don't <laughs> actually watch. Yeah. Um, Jimny82 Greta saying put them against the wall is just a teenager parroting cool sounding shit. She doesn't understand, but heard adults say it. Um, you know, like literally everything she says about climate. Yeah, she probably didn't mean anything violent. Um, she is a little authoritarian bitch though, and I'm sympathetic <laughs> to authoritarianism. Uh, Rocky Mountain Monk. Hey, That's Denver, true. really enjoyed our meetup yesterday. It was great to see you all again. Looking forward to a post-Christmas shoot. That'll be fun. Well, glad on you chop. guys had a meetup. AOC's intelligence is like if you take a rock and beat that rock to death with another rock and then put that rock in a sack and drown it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Das Pooch, it's gotten to the point where I'm seriously considering the possibility that AOC is a brilliant double agent troll who convinced the Justice Democrats to support her in order to serve the right. And it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Maybe, maybe. Big LC. Last week's election in the UK was so much sweeter than Trump 2016, thanks to all the anti-Brexit shenanigans over the last three years, and there mm. was no shortage of quality salt to eat shit. Eurofiles. <laughs> <laughs> BoogalooShop.com. New Boogaloo 2020 T-shirt stickers and more are now available. Always check out the Boogaloo Shop each week for new designs. Oh, interesting. I did get one sticker. Thank you if that was the person who sent it to me. But yes, I, I quite enjoy the boogaloo 2020 graphic i think it's pretty funny jason bolt just says i want to bang aoc 
I'm a sentiment more common than uh, than maybe is justified, but uh, I've seen her look okay. Yeah, I think she's fine. I think she's fine. I just I she says outlandish things. She says the darndest things, and I wouldn't put up with it. Yeah, but I maintain that men don't care about female intelligence. Uh, no, no well, within reason, but and we're not um, talking life partner here. Oh, you're just talking about hit and quit? He just said, I want to bang her. He didn't yeah. say, I want to marry her. Well, either way. I mean, the thing is, when I think about either like life partner or just momentary attraction, it's not that I like, it's, it's not like a fetishization of dumb. It's just, <laughs> you don't, I don't want that aspect of my life to be a perpetual debate. You know, like uh, uh, w- debate is this realm. It's It's like the professional realm. It's, academia i don't want my household to be uh contentious all the time then bang her at her house ah sure it's problem solved Nala maybe black. in years past not anymore we don't not... promote promiscuity on the show for yeah. real though we don't uh nala black we are spirit bound to this flesh we go around one foot nailed down we're bound to reach out and beyond this flesh become numa that is um hmm. i think that that's in on the new tool album uh dustin no no thank you Downskated, take my money and see you Monday. Too busy getting a 16 ounce ribeye. Mm, oh, I'm so hungry. And a beer after getting a professional massage after doing all my wow. Xmas shopping today. It's a rough life. That sounds awesome. Sweet day. And thanks for supporting the show. Turd Ferguson, thoughts on malarkey on like his I, tour? I didn't see a lot of malarkey this week. So yeah. I didn't have an update on the tour. Maybe I missed it. But uh, we'll check back if there's further malarking. I just didn't see any. Oh my gosh, this is my favorite note we've ever gotten. No way. All right, this get the, the tears ready then, if it must be that good. Blonde baby giraffe. Hubby and I are watching from the hospital after welcoming our baby boy into the world. Henrik would like to say thank you for saving his baby penis from circumcision. Love the show, guys. <laughs> oh wow. my God, congratulations. Wow. And if I saved one child from being circumcised, that would be like, I would die happy. That, it was that all makes worth me it. so happy. That no, congratulations, so guys! Thank you, and thanks for um, thanks for spending a minute with us too, uh, and and all the best to your to your new family. Yeah, oh, that's so great. Uh, James Deinst, uh, Deinst, did you all see the response to UFC fighter Colby Covington's loss last night on Black Twitter? Is that a thing, Black Twitter? He I did wears not. No. The mega hat and is basically a troll, but is a cool dude. Was oh. on Candace Owens' show recently. I don't know at all. Yeah, this is news to me. I didn't hear anything about it, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't pay attention to, to fighting and stuff. Um, Rainier Chen, my sis helped host a dem event in a Chinese restaurant. Guests finished all dishes, but left the fermented milk beverage untouched. She asked why, and she said they hate chank yogurt very much. Ah, ha, ha. that was the other thing this week. Bernie endorsed Jenk, and then there was some controversy, and then he retracted the endorsement. Really? It's getting hilarious, yeah. Um, Justice Schlemmer, Virginia listeners, check your emails for information about Virginia Citizens Defense League Lobby Day mm. 2020. Uh, stop Northam's uh, gun grab. I'm not affiliated with VCDL other than being a new member. Cool. Um, Abe, dis Batman now. I know Alexandra Chalupa is a real person, but her name sounds like a nickname Trump would use for AOC. I the first time I heard it or not not the first time I've heard the name before but I at first thought somebody was kind of making a like an Erica Marshmallow type reference like making a weird nickname for somebody 
Yeah. Chalupa is a Taco Bell order. That's not a name. Mm. So it's, every time I hear it, I'm like, who the hell is this person? I've talked yeah. a lot about fat people, but like I, I've been thinking about food this entire time. Oh my god, I can't gain like seventy pounds during this pregnancy. I have to be really careful. Hmm. See what happens. Polaris five eighty nine. Washington Post published an article about how the war in Afghanistan had become unwinnable, and the government tried to keep it a secret. Your thoughts? Yeah, I was outraged. We talk about whether or not we should talk about this, um, but we, because we had to keep the time in the show down, uh, we didn't. But um, absolutely outrageous. But am I surprised? No. No hmm. surprise there. Everybody should read it. The Washington Post actually did really good work here. Hmm. Uh, Jason Bolt, offense is the best def- offense is the best defense. Matt, the left needs to be put in their place by force. Ao, I I just I'm not going to advocate use of force against people because of their perspectives. You got to be got to be more specific than that. It's got to be self defense. Uh, Josiah Lot. What is the purpose of the U.S. Uh, constitutional republic? Does the government have an obligation to make it priority number one? What is the difference between ends justify means and your utilitarianism? Pray for, praying for you, blonde. Are these questions for me? Um, what is the purpose of the constitutional republic? Does the government have an obligation to make it uh, priority number one? Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if the yeah, I don't know if the question is directed at you or at me, but to secure the rights of the people, secure secure your natural rights. That's why it exists. Right. Which is why I will um, overlook some vigilante means if it means protecting the liberties. Yeah. If uh, it means if it means securing natural rights, absolutely. It's just just don't want to go encroaching on other people's under the, under the even if the intent is protection of those and we make some mistakes i don't want to risk that electric duck today was a great day my wife was watching the news and in the other room i heard her sigh and say just repeal the 19th already she she made it i've never <laughs> the been old so in roseanne love. conclusion yeah. yeah congrats blonde you've converted another one that's so fantastic wow now if i See? can just get my husband on board case in point just your silly words on the internet are slowly converting people against women voting and circumcision i'm saving penises that. i'm telling women that they shouldn't have opinions it's just i'm just spreading good throughout i'm just joking um g karjala i agree with matt we have the constitution and the rule of law if that fails us then things may change i think it is failing us that's the um that's a disagreement we have yeah, no, I, I agree that it's got some serious cracks for sure. Uh, it's it's an ominous prospect. I just well, we we talk. I'm, I'm just going in circles. If I keep going, keep going. Frank Underwood, blonde is right, and Matt is very naive. When you finally are ready to act in direct self defense, the enemy will have you atomized and outnumbered by the immigrants, and you will have no chance to win. I just, I can't agree with the idea of preventatively going after other people's rights. At that point, you are the aggressor and there's nothing left to defend anyway. At that point, you have violated what you're trying to protect. But I would argue that once somebody comes at at us and we haven't acted defensively, um, then everything falls anyway and we have nothing left. And this is framed in a way as though I endorse uh, like the, the foreign world flooding our borders. I don't. I think that we have laws there for a reason and those ought to be enforced. That's the problem. Yeah, but you reject yeah. my suggestion, my strong suggestion of a complete moratorium on immigration indefinitely. But that's also not the issue. I mean, the issue with the flood of our borders is not a question of whether we allow, say, a, a small fraction of skilled workers in or nobody. It's a question of should the border exist at all? And in certain portions of this country, if not the majority of the southern border, 
it doesn't. And certainly that's not the position I'm advocating for or the position that is yeah, the law of this country. But legal immigration is arguably a worse problem than Ill illegal immigration. No, absolutely not. Come on. In really? terms of numbers? In terms of the and, and in terms of the threat that it represents to this country. Now, I agree that we probably have uh, too, something that's too high, especially in the context of like the diversity uh, visa lottery and that kind of crap. But the idea that people that we've vetted barely you think that we've uh, sufficient bare minimum they're at least non-criminals um, that doesn't mean that we have an obligation to let them in or that it's wise to but the idea that legal immigration is the worse problem than illegal at this point in time uh in terms of, of even numbers? numerically no we have a hundred thousand people crossing the border a month but so what, how, many, how many illegal immigrants are this country and how many legal immigrants have we let in in the last i don't know 30 years I don't know the number on that. It's possible. I suppose it's, it's, I mean, we certainly I, have we, way more legal immigrants in this country. Numerically, than it, that could be the case. But again, you're talking about I, chain I migration. That's, I think that's also an issue. But yeah, I, I also have to reject the, the premise that say that, let's say it's 2 million legal and 1 million illegal per year. There's an important qualitative difference between those, those people. And some of them have been vetted. Some of them are complying with the law. And others are people who we don't know who the hell they are and have no respect for the but law of this country. both are huge problems and weights on our economy and uh, <laughs> are dismantling our culture. But one is, is a stranger. The other is not. I can't agree immigrants that, are they're like by definition no, no, I mean, strangers to this country. One we know who they are. The other but, we don't. but the government does an insufficient job of vetting. People get yeah, slipped in the cracks could, all the time. I think we could agree that that the the uh, amount of immigrants coming in now is probably too broad. Yeah, we agree on what, that generally. But what Laurel said Laurel just said one point two million legal immigrants per year about 1 million illegal immigrants a year in recent history. We have 1 million illegal immigrants a year in recent history. So numerically, yeah, we're about even, but uh, I mean, fine, I'll give you that. But uh, we still have to have a moratorium on immigration. Like if we deal with illegal immigration and continue to allow um, like barely vetted legal immigrants yeah, the, into this country and then uh, that refuse to integrate, it's like, well, what was even the fucking point? What was even the point the, of dealing with the illegal immigrants? Yeah, I, I just have to reject the premise that my position is I'm sitting here and saying anyone can come in and um, do anything but walk up to my door and steal my property. Oh, no, I that's, didn't say that's that. My, no, I know, but that's the implication of, of the message was that oh, of the I'm not going to do I anything. I forgot this was based on a super chat. I'm, I'm not going to do anything until the entire world floods our country. That's not my position. I've never said that. That's not the position I take at all. And I do want these things reconciled, but I want them reconciled in a way that is not simply people resorting to vigilante justice and shooting people, for example. I don't that's, want it to get to that either. But like if the government does nothing, that is what will happen. Um, it's a foreseeable outcome. Yes, it's a regrettable foreseeable outcome. Then and we have to we have to get serious about enforcing our laws. That's the point is that is this upholding the system is a solution in that case, not betraying the system. Oh, right. Okay. We're beating this to death, though. But I do have other stuff to say about this. Yeah. Uh, das Pooch. Matt, purely defensive is 100% self-defeating strategy. Always. Leftist break rules and win every time. I hope adherence to principles is a warm comfort when you're a slave in a neo-Soviet state. <laughs> the question is, would I rather be a, a right-wing authoritarian or a left-wing authoritarian? I would rather be neither. I would rather be neither. And I, I, yeah. I also kind of reject the premise. I mean, we, we just saw what happened in the UK. We, we all, we're all predicting Trump probably wins 
in the U.S. next year? Is that because of a right-wing death squad organization or is that because of winning the argument? I think there's uh, a lot to be said for winning the argument, and that's your first step. Uh, Ken Nichols, no note. Uh, Jack DDSN, Patriot Act, NDAA, and $23 trillion in debt. The Constitution failed a long time ago. Jacob says, radical Republicans used underhand tactics to impeach Andrew Johnson. Trust the legislative branch as far as you can throw them that. The system has been hijacked before. Yeah. And it, it's not as though abuse can never happen. The point right. is we have a system that mitigates abuse as much as humanly possible. And we ought to maintain that. Um, Sean Garvey says no offense, blonde, but Matt is right. Principles are the only thing worth fighting for to violate them. And their defense is to already lose. That's so stupid because they're, what I think about that's family? Perfectly phrased. <laughs> what about family and culture and community, which are way more valuable to me to preserve than principles? Well, they're kind of interrelated. I mean, the idea that um, that that those things should be first on the the uh, stack of priorities is itself a principle. You know? Uh, yeah, I know. But like, if I had to betray like my fundamental principles about I don't know free speech or something like that to save my unborn child, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it every time. I'm not sure I understand the hypothetical. What would that mean? I like, mean, okay, I'm in a situation where I have to d deeply compromise another value that that I highly prize in order to save my community, in order to save my family, in order to save my child. Like, I will do that. There are I mean, things that are more valuable than principles. Violating other people's rights to preserve your rights is basically what you're saying. But I, I just For don't agree. Sure, I just I don't agree that that's a thing. Else's rights to preserve my rights. Absolutely. But I, don't, I would do that. Which I understand what you're saying, but I don't agree that that's uh, a, a justified response until they're actually violating yours. Otherwise, you're just violating other people's rights. Yeah. But what if you know they're going to be violated? That's that's pre-crime, man. That's like I know what you're going to do in the future, and I'm stopping you from doing it. That's basically what if you're right. What if you're right? But that's that is a that is the attitude used by every totalitarian who has ever violated anyone's rights. I know what you're going to do. It's bad, and I'm going to violate your rights to stop you from doing but it. But what that's, if somebody's going to kill you? Well, yeah, if they're imminently in the act, or they're credibly plotting the imminent. Credibly action, plotting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can work with that. But but that standard is. Is strict. That is to say, making a plan that is likely to happen and is imminently actionable. Like they, they're going to do it now. It's someone. It's not someone posting on the internet. Like, I hope Blonde has a heart attack in ten years. Or right, right. I would like even I would like to kill Blonde in ten years' time. You know, it's not that sort of thing. Okay, I, I, I'm fine with that standard. I think we agree here. Fine. Probably, maybe there might be more overlap. Mm, it smells like chicken in here. And one thing I'll say I'll, I'll, I appreciate too, and my dreams of having a shortened show to test the theory about the sink are long dead, Over. so whatever. But I do appreciate, seriously speaking, um, the split in the audience is very interesting to see, as much as the split on the show is. And that's one thing that I think is It is the is question of the times. Community. Are we going to go down with our principles even if it means that we lose? Or will our principles save us at the last minute? I think that uh, there are validities to both perspectives. I just will always be cautious when the antidote to any problem is we have to violate someone else's rights. And I will be an emotional, pregnant woman that shouldn't be in charge <laughs> of anything. I want to repeat, I shouldn't hey, be in charge of anything. We're both doing our jobs. We're both Correct. doing it exactly right. And hopefully you'll make <laughs> me more uh, rational and I'll make you more authoritarian and we'll be better people for it. 
<laughs> I doubt uh, it. Good luck. I doubt it. Ken Nichols yeah. says, this is not interrupting somebody's speech. It's a civil disobedience action at a public government hearing. This is totally legit and moral and in line with the American tradition. Interesting. I suppose maybe there's a distinction between uh, government and just someone else's general private. I mean, maybe maybe there's an argument that like this is a, a public space. But would that, let's say it was like a congressman giving a speech in a public park. Yeah. Would that then justify just the interruption, disruption of that speech? Maybe there's an angle there. I don't know. I just, I want to be cautious and consistent about applying the same rules to the SJWs and to the uh, impeachment fighters. Uh, Joshi, wait, Blonde is right about the left, but I agree with Matt. What a predicament I'm in. I know. Uh, hmm. DSA Kevin Flanagan. Okay. Uh, brilliant take, as always. Matt, the left is clearly losing because of your bend-over-and-take-it strategy, which is why we don't have a wide-open border and a drag queen story hour. Too much winning. Well, what's the alternative? I mean, how else are you going to stop drag queen story hour? <laughs> what, what's, what do you want to do? I mean, it's things like drag queen story hour that, that make me go full authoritarian. I'm like, this cannot happen in our society. I don't care how we stop it. And I think you also have to remember what Drag Queen Story Hour is. It, it is a new phenomenon, of course. I, I guess I sh I'm not going to be dishonest and deny that like this is something that has happened all the time. However, its approval is limited to urban centers and a very weird sect of society. This is not something that poll... I haven't seen the polling. I'm comfortable speculating this is not something that polls well nationally. This is something that gets people's... the gears in their heads spinning, wondering if... Wondering the exact sort of questions like we've asked on this show before. How is it that we went from the general concept of equality under the law for everybody to drag queen story hour? What is the connection here? I think a lot of people are having those thoughts. And uh, I mean, and I, I guess the, the question is like, would you, we've already gone over two hours. Let's see if my husband's like, let's go. Um, uh, would you classify like sexual indoctrination of children as a, as a mode of, of violence. Would yeah, you is call it abusive? Um, there's, there's certainly a case to be made there. I suppose if you, certainly you have to have the parents consent, obviously, but I'm assuming that is that parents even relevant? Consent, yeah. I mean, is it's it? kind of like you could make an argument that that's kind of like saying the parent consented to, um, to the uncle touching the kid yeah. or something like that. It's a, I would have to, I can't, I, here, here's what I would say. There's certainly, I think, an inherent sexual element to drag queen presentation. I, I can't grant the premise that like, there's nothing inherently sexual about that. Yeah. And as far as that, as far as that is the case, I don't think it's unreasonable to, to argue that, that, that there's an inherently abusive element in exposing kids to sexuality in that way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the parental consent is irrelevant at that point. I don't know, but that's where we end up in that same debate we've had before about what is the line, say for the same thing with, with the Desmond moms of the world, at what point is state intervention justified? Because at what point is this abuse of the child? Yeah. Um, Desmond, drag queen story hour, all of these things are, are, if not over the line of abuse, as close as you could possibly tow it. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, David says, blondes, right? The system, mostly the Constitution, will cease to protect us against the tyranny of the majority. In California, we're already there. Eventually, the whole country will be there, too. Yeah. I mean, I would love it if everybody still respected constitutional values 
and I could rely on the Constitution as a protective document against the tyranny of leftist intervention and indoctrination. But right now, it's not really serving its purpose, is it? What? No, I think it is. And here's here's what I would say is that it, they, they put the, the two protective mechanisms first. And this is really what we're talking about. What's protective mechanism one? The one that I'm trying to hold on to desperately and half the audience is ripping me for, which is your speech, which is your ability to say this is bullshit. And here's why I'm going to try to convince you. The second protective mechanism is that if they don't care about that and they come to violate your rights, you're equipped to defend yourself accordingly. Yes. That doesn't mean they can't try to chip away at it. But it is um, what I'm saying is that the philosophy it outlines is trying to put you in the best position possible to defend yourself when they commit the sort of acts that the audience is worried about. It is a piece That's of paper true. at the end of the day. It's a piece of paper that can't stop people with ill intent for coming after your rights. But the point is, it's, it, the document is trying to do everything possible to mitigate the type of violent action that unfortunately could result. And if it fails, which they thought it might, that's that's what those things are there for, is so that you're not left with no recourse. Yeah, that's why everybody should own a gun. A hundred percent, hundred percent. First son of man, donate to our GoFundMe to find it on the site. Just search "reviewing the beta." Um, <laughs> I had to read it because he gave you know, but yeah, sure. But don't donate to that. Appreciate everybody. Uh, appreciate our audience for sure. I do. Uh, Raymond Jones, many of us who have been uh, conservative since birth have seen the stranglehold the left has had on our culture for years and lost hope for anything but religious revival long ago. Love the discussion. I'm totally with you. Like people are like, well, what do you want? What kind of government do you want? I'm like, uh, benevolent monarchy, Christian theocracy. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But like this is not working and I don't believe in democracy anymore. Uh, well, I don't believe in democracy, period, but neither did the founders, strictly speaking. And um, and I think actually fundamentally you and I agree on like when you say monarchy, I don't even think you mean on like the scale of the United States nationally. Do you, do you think? No, benevolent... I think we have to balkanize into small communities of like minded people Which, and then yeah. have like we need to be, you know, pre-industrial Europe. <laughs> That's basically the idea yeah. of small communities of voluntary association is the system that we're supposed to have. Yeah, but that's it's true. been betrayed in, in many ways to the point yeah. of the of the uh, cynics, for sure. Somebody just said authoritarian Euro Christian Republic. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe I got, became so fascistic. Like I, I just never expected this. Like talk to my libertarian self. You know, my bio used to say like a libertarian Seattleite trying to coexist with, with idiot. It, I don't even remember, but libertarian yeah. Seattleite. Well, Unreal. as we talk about Wednesday frequently, I think that libertarian and the concepts of immorality or amorality have become in my view, wrongly associated, but I can't deny that there's a certain moral relativist. There's nothing wrong with anything that doesn't harm anybody else. Angle of libertarians is, um, is misguided like that yeah. that is a problem the the trade-off of minimizing government authority is that you have people of moral fiber to pick up where that government control leaves off and if you lack and, people of moral fiber then it's like what do you do you balkanize that's all, that's all yeah. you can do yeah uh brownsville downs barry took out a fiza on cruise around the same time as don this will be reported mm. in the near future the gas station i bought beer from smells like ass <laughs> <laughs> 
Wolf. Uh, Derek Finley. Enjoy the beer. Thanks for supporting the show. How many degrees of separation in the super chat? Well, we all have some degree of separation from Kevin Flanagan, who is one step from Hitler. So we're all Nazis by association, yes. 100%. Sock Puppet Joe, uh, they reauthorized the Patriot Act while impeachment was going on, so no Dems will never give up big government. Of course not. Jacob, and there's plenty of Republicans who support the exact same thing. Yeah, this is, you know, the Democrats suck, but so do the Republicans in many ways. Um, Jacob says, men who willingly give up power are few and far between. There's a reason we can only think of George Washington. Yeah. Uh, almost Zohar, never happens. Yeah. Almost but that is happens. a good example. I forgot about it. I forgot about that aspect of him, at least. Uh, Zohan Han, Zohan, uh, Matt, you're the reason we have Muslims everywhere. You let the enemy in the gates. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand that accusation. How am I? No, how Matt's is that not my some position? Kind of open borders advocate. I've yeah, I don't, I don't understand how that's my position um, uh, or how I've contributed to, to that. But yeah, all right. Uh, who was the person that I said last? Okay, uh, Joseph Kerwin says Hebrew on Hebrew violence is tragic. What a weird story, you know? Yeah, uh, who I guess it, it it was a fight over who are the real Jews. Yeah, that's that's what we. And then like witnessed. the black community, non-Hebrew Israelites, presumably blaming Jews for black crime. It's a multi-dimensional story. It was a weird one. Really weird. Shauna Thornton, Thomas Sowell has the soul has discussed black anti-Semitism, and it was acknowledged by Candace Owens in her interview with Roseanne. I wish we would talk about this more. Hmm. Um, nobody. I hope. That boy's parents buy him multiple self-defense devices for Christmas for real. Rass knuckles for that kid. Uh, Jay says, look into Rockland County and curious Joel when you consider Jersey City. Overdevelopers just can't help but run people out of their own neighborhoods. Hmm. Nate Lawrence, please watch Vocab Malone's 13-minute video explaining Jersey City's story on Act 17 Apologetics channel. Michael Anderson, no note. And then another one, if you sent the first one on accident, please let us know and we will refund you. A few years ago, a UK hospital conducted a study. They brought 600 morbidly obese people into care. They put them on the same dairy-based diet. It was effective on 100% of the patients, life choices. Really? Weight huh. loss through dairy, that's the claim? Well, keto is a high-fat, high-dairy diet. I was, I was surprised. I was reading about it, and yeah, like, you know, cheese, most cheeses, at least, or a lot of cheeses are, are totally cool, and so is a lot of dairy on keto, mm. which uh, I don't know much about keto, but I was surprised to learn that. Cheese. Mm, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. Shauna Thornton. Scando, stop with your cringe fetish. Don't tune into the hot and heavy series. Get help for your need for cringe. I know, right? I love those kind of shows. What can I what can I say? That kind of trash TV is just fun sometimes. <laughs> Automotion Digital, white teenage activism, the Covington kids, black teenage activism, windmilling whites on the bus. Changed my mind. <laughs> oh, windmilling. That is exactly what she was doing. Disavow. Uh, first time donating, loving the show. When is Thank the next you. Michigan meetup? I wasn't told. Check out our what's the word? My brain. Oh my God. Um the you can you can find information for contacts it's it's on uh, macrosmedia.com slash community but um but if you're michigan specific since there's already a, an existing group if the michigan group is listening to me and this guy's listening to me send me an email and i can put you guys both in touch with each other that might be an easier direct way two and one one i missed the whole show i'll catch it tomorrow we're approaching a time where our whole government has leaked nudes my husband was just talking about this. He's like, we will have a president one day who has a sex tape. And oh, I was yeah, 100%. About it. I'm, like, I'm kind of surprised we haven't yet. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But he's like, well, it's not like Nancy Pelosi ever had a sex tape. So once all these people die, it's going to be everybody. <laughs> um, like, interesting take. Uh, we'll see our president having sex. Uh, Ethan Johnson, watching from Fort Lee, have to be up in four hours. Worth it. <laughs> thanks, Ethan. Well, thanks for tuning in, man. 
Kevin. Uh, fine. Fine. Okay. DSA Kevin Flanagan. Okay, Matt, fighting on the same playing field as your opponent leaves you with nothing worth saving, but I'm sure your signaling will keep you warm at night when the country is Haiti or South Africa. Are there any white people in Again, Haiti, though? I don't, I don't understand why, like, why I'm being uh, assigned to this view that like the third world has a right to invade the country. I, I don't know where that's coming from. I think from. that's fair. That's unfair, yeah. Um, 275 Bear, if we let illegals in, don't let legal immigrants in. Let's see how long the pro-illegal immigration's immigration lasts yeah a scarier three the third i'm blind the constitution hasn't failed we have failed it respectfully blind when you drop the principles in favor of your immediacy you become a leftist remember the u.s revolution didn't start until they made the final move i mean i'm with you i don't want to abandon principles but like i'm also not going to let somebody kill me or take away my natural rights because no 100 percent, 100 percent not yeah. Uh, does it matter? At what point does a secret plan to violate your rights become enough of an impetus to get you to act in self-defense of those rights? I mean, that is the question. That's what I, I'm asking Matt I, all the time. Yeah, I got to go with the same standard that um, that is uh, is a uh, is a credible threat or or at least uh, incitement to violence as far as the court is concerned. Mm -hmm. And that is there are a few elements of that. It's got to be imminent. It's got to be likely to happen. Yeah. If it's, it, I need to see a specific plot. I need to see a specific plan. I can't just, the problem is if you just start inferring it and you just start assuming it on the part of other people, you can really make that assignment to anybody. And that's a, that's a green light to start violating people's rights. And I think we're seeing a lot of that on the left. I mean, that's what Antifa does. 100%, I mean, they think yeah, that we're like literal Nazis. Yeah, exactly. As soon as they apply the label Nazi to a person on the street, it's a green light to beat them up. I, right. I worry about the same standard where you say that's, um, you know, pick your label. That's a commie who wants to violate our rights. That's a leftist. That's a whatever. An enemy of us, whatever the label you want to use. And no, suddenly it's a green light yeah. to beat them or harm them in some other way. And I feel compelled. I don't want to do this like I have a black friend thing, but I feel compelled to tell people that like there, I do have dear leftist friends that I have good relationships with. I didn't even know that. I now do. I, now I want to like know who they are. Um, yeah, I mean, but they're also tolerant of diverse opinions, which is uh, uh, something They're not a is. real leftist then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Shauna Thornton, the fact that people value their family over principles is exactly why we have mass legal migration. They end up breaking the principles they came over for in order to attempt saving their family. And that's hmm. true. And I don't expect anybody or anything to come between the bonds of family. It is the strongest bond that exists. The government will never come between principles. No, nothing is ever going to, to cause people to abandon, abandon that. No. And I don't think they should. I'm just having right. trouble like envisioning a situation in which I had to say like censor someone else in self-defense of my family, like, you know, like, uh, I'm sure we could come up with a hypothetical, like those hypotheticals. I guess it'd be such a weird example though. Yeah, I mean, the two, I think, would be easier. Uh, I have to disarm a, a population to, to defend my family? I mean, a lot of leftists think that that they're saving their families by advocating for gun control. Yeah, but that, I would say that's why they're wrong. Is like the people that you're talking about disarming have violated your rights in no way. Therefore, you're actually committing right. an aggression against them, not them against you. Um, Walter Woodland, you took a caller on the bottom of the first hour on Wednesday that was rather powerful and your responses were admirable. 
Hmm. Uh, 13 years ago, I was fortunate enough to try something different before I'd done any undoable damage. I actually don't know the call. To I think which. that's a reference to uh, to our, our our friend or the guy who plays the character, Dell, who was oh, talking yeah. about uh, what happened with his wife. And yeah, it was a very moving, uh, very moving call from him. Very emotional call. Very cool. Ah, then I assume you got sober and you should be really proud of yourself and congratulations. And I'm glad you were pleased with our responses. That was a, a really sensitive discussion that I hope we, we handled well. It, yeah. If people want to listen to that, yeah, it's in what? First half hour of Wednesday's stream on the audio platforms. You can find uh, the call-in show. Uh, DSA Kevin Flanagan. Our uncle had a pretty good solution for stuff like drag queen story hour. If I remember my world history correctly, he was in favor of these things, right? Uh, uh, something. Jay, nobody asked Jay you, said, Kevin. Listen to hey, Greta. listen, man. You can't argue with the results. Uh, <laughs> Touche, gang. Point, point taken. Uh, listen to Greta. You stop Drag Queen Story Hour by putting everyone involved against a wall. <laughs> um, okay. Sourcey says the reason or the thing you have to. The, the, I'm illiterate after eight o'clock. The thing is, you have to value others' rights as much as your own, or you don't value rights. You value groups. Um, yeah, I think that's probably true. That's true, but I also think that uh, it's human nature to value groups. That we are I, in, innately tribalistic, and asking people uh, to value principles more more than their in group is is just an impossibility. I don't. Well, think, I, th I think it's against human nature. And I don't think they're mutually exclusive because I'm not going to sit here and deny that people don't have in group or that people have in group preferences. That's observably true, right? Across the board, it's a social dynamic that exists whether it's in the u.s or anywhere people tend to self-segregate into like groups yeah. that's just the way it is yeah that said i also don't think that that um like I, I can observe that and say well the group should the groups still have the same fundamental natural rights they don't inherently belong to one group over over another and that doesn't mean that one group is entitled to violate the rights of the other so i, I just don't see them as either or i think they're both true actually yeah i think that it's 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 ideal to think that we can do that. But when I look around the world and at world history, I'm like, there's just no way there's no way this is the American experiment is really based on trading in your in-group preference for a set of ideals. And I think that we're seeing that fail miserably right now. Well, I think a lot of the violation, I think you violate, like we see a lot of violation of both at the same time. For example, we see a lot of, um, trying to reverse in-group preferences by law. That is to say, we're trying to legislate people's voluntary association. Say, well, no, you must associate this way. Yeah. You must uh, associate with these people in this way or integrate in this way. Or It's artificially constructed association is what we're talking about. And that violates both the fundamental reality of in-group preferences and um, just your right to, to voluntary association. Um. <laughs> TSA, Kevin Flanagan, one step from Uncle A, that's the nicest thing you've ever said about me, Ping. Maybe you are honorary after all. <laughs> that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I'm just joking. I wonder what the um, nicest thing Kevin's ever said to me is. I, 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 that's probably an invitation for He called you a, a like a sodomite snow ape. Snow ape is my favorite. That so was pretty far. favorable. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Barber, blonde, the leftists think they're going they are right when they shut down Nazi speakers, by the way, who decides what Nazis are. If we do the same to them, what makes us different? Cause it's a reaction. It's a, it's a response. This is a reaction to their behavior. That's what makes us different. We didn't start this shit. We're just yeah, fighting back. 
I mean, I guess if I, to play devil's advocate, I guess you could say there's also the possibility that you're correct and that they were in fact plotting to violate your rights imminently. You just didn't have tangible evidence. The only problem with that perspective is you better be right a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. That's a very difficult threshold to meet. Uh, that's true. Um, no body. It's not that we don't know. It's just that you were a hundred percent against any counterattack. We need to mobilize white people protest. We get Charlottesville and national guard, the burn down the cities atta- uh, and attack without consequences. Is that what that said? I'm not sure I understand. I don't uh, either. Punctuation is important. Okay. We need thank to mobilize. you. Uh, I'm sorry. A scarier again, the issue with most of Central America is that they use family as an excuse for everything. Crime, illegal intrigue, gangs, etc. Mm. Um, don't make the same mistake. I mean, I won't because I'm not prone to criminality. Uh, but I'm talking about like you, my family being being the highest principle. Not like I'll use my family as an excuse to violate my other sets of principles egregiously. But if it's the highest principle, then why wouldn't you? Like why to use the example? Because it would if family that would, is the that highest would mean that principle, I would have no sense of morality. I suppose, but if family is the highest principle and should be, why is it wrong to illegally immigrate to another country in pursuit of prosperity for your family? Wouldn't you do that if you were in another country? You're in a shitty, shitty situation. You have an opportunity to move to another country where your family will have a better quality of life. I suppose it depends on the level of desperation, but I would still argue that that's morally wrong. Yeah, it's morally morally wrong, but I would do it in that situation. Hmm. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm super concerned with the integrity of this other nation. You heard it here. Blonde endorses the third world invasion of this country on (laughs) principle terms. I'm just saying people people (laughs) do stuff to save their family, and and I understand that. I'm sympathetic to that. Hmm. Um, Chris Buckley, blonde, hope you're feeling better. You look, that's why it's, it's, it's the responsibility of the nation to uphold their own border integrity because people are opportunistic in this way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And I, I think that's what, that you have the right to that border integrity, which makes the crossing of it wrong. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, Chris Buckley, uh, blonde, hope you're feeling better. You look good. Matt, what's up? Sorry. I showed up late. Can you recap everything for me? Swatch, <laughs> but on D live. Yes. The video will be synced there. Um, a lively discussion tonight, Frank Underwood, uh, Matt, it is because you're not supposed to legal immigration. It does not matter because you're not opposed. I am so dumb to legal immigration. It does not matter if the third worlders are legal or not. The outcome will be the same. The second part, as you will become a minority, even if you close the borders today, because I've never advocated immigration to the extent that the demographics of the country are going to be fundamentally changed. That's not something already. The the immigration policy that I've talked about in the in the abstract, like just generally, if I was sitting down and writing a new immigration policy right now, do I want totally in the current circumstance, there's probably an argument for totally closed borders. But let's say we don't have the issue with the immigration flood that we've had lately and we're just starting from scratch. I do think that there are people who have skills and assets that are of net benefit to this country. And I do think we should try to find them. Does that mean that we should just have diversity visa lotteries and just accept random people with very low skill who don't necessarily have much to offer the country, but are seeking a better life life for themselves? No, I want high, I want people bringing something of value to this country. Not some, not people looking to find something of value for themselves. I, th- that sort of system is not on the scale that is going to 
cause demographic replacement. I, I just, that's not. Well, it, yeah, but, be... but you're talking about taking like, let's take 10,000 immigrants a year. Pick, pick the number you want. Let's say they're all highly skilled. They have assets or say businesses they want to build in this country. Sure. But it has to be a number that's low enough that they can't form their own communities. Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. But I, I mean, do you think that 10,000 skilled workers is a, is, or people with, say, products to develop or, say, businesses that they own and operate that they want to operate here, that that's going to have the same effect as open borders to unskilled people crossing illegally? No, I mean, this, is, this is clearly dose dependent. Immigration is a dose dependent issue. I advocate a moratorium because brain drain is also a serious issue. And I have argued on this channel, I think quite effectively, that if we're damaging countries that already have a poor GDP output, we're taking their best and brightest, we're integrating them into our society that's already high IQ, already successful, already has a successful economy, then we might be doing more damage just, on a global scale. I just have to dis I just have to dispute the, the use of the term take because it's their own voluntary choice. allow. How about that? Okay. I mean, I, I don't like the idea that we're like abducting or, or no. taking people or something like that. Okay. Let's, let's say I misspoke then. Um, allow these people. I mean, we're, we're marginally improving our own society and that's arguable while probably drastically decreasing the their their societies like they need their best and brightest shouldn't we want the most benefit for this country first isn't that the philosophy we're operating with i mean is that moral my husband's texting me um we gotta wrap this up keep going um andrew hoff when will western civilization realize that the fatherless issue 75 percent for blacks 50 percent for hispanics 30 percent for whites asians when are the proverbial death of god uh and the same hmm. thing with the same consequences thanks guys we talk about that on this channel all the time. And when I said that the black community has a problem, which I did say earlier in the show, when we were watching that chick windmill, that little boy, like I bet, I bet every dollar I have that she comes from a fatherless household. <laughs> Statistically a safe bet. Um, but that's what's missing. Sorry about in these the hate speech. No, oh, that's what's missing in these communities. Yeah. Like, like people that don't do well typically come from broken homes. They're either raised by single mothers, single mothers. I mean, that's not the, the rule. The state of the home is the single biggest predictor of a child's success or not. Yeah. Keeping fathers in homes should be the number one goal of every government policy. And that would do more to improve society than anything else I can think of. Um, downskated. I have to highly suggest everyone go watch Arch Hammer's is Warhammer 40k fascist video, which lays out the very good explanation of what fascism actually is, a form of socialism with private ownership. I'm not actually a fascist. Somebody's going to clip that out. Um, <laughs> we'll get, real fascism has never been tried. No, right. I, I'm not ripping the video without having seen it. A but, nobody, uh, I just, you know, they get to the riot, reference. assault, and kill without consequences. Portland, St. Louis, Boston, Charlottesville. All government force has been unilaterally against whites, whether force integration or assembly. I think we have one more, excuse me. Okay. My poor husband. Uh, last one. <laughs> Meadily says, Matt, I can't believe you're for you're for complete open borders for Muslims and Mexicans. What I the know. Heck, bro, bro. I know. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Phil says the apparent fear the right has um, to use power will be its undoing. As I've said before, what good are principles if you lose? Well, if you abandon those principles, you have this you have the same society as if you lose you have the same people exercising illegitimate authority it's just a question of whether you agree with the yeah. authority or not 
Walsey says, Blonde, would you be... Um, oh, should we get you a baby prayer rug for Christmas with a built-in compass that always points to Mecca? I like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that. Please do. Phil says, we all know the next Democrat will win the White House, uh, or the next one that does win, is going to throw open the borders and criminalize gun ownership. Elections are basically a farce going forward anyway because of the importation of millions of uh, fake Americans. Yeah, and this, this, is why that we, we have, this is why we have those self-defense mechanisms we were discussing earlier. Uh, Phil says, loyalty to a system over people will result in the death of that particular nation. Um, I suppose, I mean, we, we talk about, this is probably a question that we don't have time to get into, but um, yeah, it's a question. Do you, do you care about principles or do you care about team? That's what, that's what it's getting at. Phil said, I think someone said back in 2016 or 17 that the good news, that the good news for the alt-right is that blacks believe in Jewish privilege. The bad news is they think it's another form of white privilege. Oh, womp womp. Geez. Okay. Redicus says Sasha Baron Cohen has found his his uh i gotta be careful these are getting spicy in the way i feared they might um sasha baron cohen has found out his people throw the jew down the well uh (laughs) he didn't say that though in one of his skits he sang the song yeah in all seriousness the only reason i heard of this shooting was shapiro the only way this gets uh less coverage if it was done by a middle class antifa plunderer yeah probably true BATB clip says was going to donate to on YouTube, but the censorship is harsh. How does the autistic propagandist get past it? Anyways, check uh, out BATB clips, shameless shill. Yes, we do have a clips channel. It is linked in the description. And thanks to, um, uh, thanks, uh, thanks to, uh, gosh, I'm, I wanted to give credit to who is running it. And why am I blanking on the name? I feel like a jackass right now. He calls us every Wednesday night. Now I feel like a jerk because my, my brain is dead. I got to go. <laughs> I'm moving on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, chicken fried monkey presenting the strong black mothers raising our next generation via, <laughs> via white boy beating blonde. Don't worry if this is the ultrasound. Uh, it's myth, by the way. I'm sorry. I knew I, the myth. myth was the M was in my head and I couldn't put the name. Thank you to myth for editing the clips. And I'm sorry for that momentary lapse in mental faculty blonde don't worry if the ultrasound shows it's a tranny muslim child you can always start smoking and drinking (laughs) at least you would at least it would just have down syndrome okay phil says both types of immigration are contributing to the destruction of the western nation they both have to go back um well we've kind of we've kind of gone over this one too so i won't rehash it in the interest of um Blonde's husband, Phil, says the assumption that highly skilled people will come here to contribute to the American nation instead of uh, treating it as an ATM has already been proven false. Um, I'm not married to the idea. I'm talking about this theoretically. So if there's evidence otherwise, I'd happily take a look at it. Uh, Over on DLive, I'll be quick. And actually, I'm going to open up the treasure chest. Thanks to uh, people hanging out over there. You'll get the treasure chest reward distribution momentarily. Kelly Soka says YouTube has the resource to fix it. They just don't want to. That being the yeah. sink. We'll find out what happens this week. Sands Wine says, fuck YouTube. Fans should migrate to DLive. Well, uh, we're happy if they choose to come over here for sure. How'd that get in my butt? Says Susan Wiki Wiki <laughs> can stick her censorship up her ass. Uh, Darth Jones also says, uh, oh, he that was his commentary earlier on... Um, on SJW wars. 
Chemical Serenity says, I'm a lefty, but uh, I'm a lefty, but here's something shiny because F Susan. Well, thank you for at least opposing the censorship. I hope we can come together on that one. And I think, let me scroll down. Again, I apologize if I miss any, miss any messages on DLive. It's not the greatest system. Principles are more important, says Kali Soka. Thank you, Kali Soka. Uh, all right, that's it. Let's Poor get the hobby. hell out of here. Apologize uh, to him on my behalf. And, uh, you know, if you're listening later, sorry about the sync, because that's almost certain to get screwed up, too. But we'll see what we can do. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight and for the spirited debate. I, I, you know, I know where I stand on this one, but I really like that we have a community that's pushing back against each other in pursuit of the truth and the right idea. That's always a lot of fun. So thanks for uh, doing that with us. And uh, if you're listening later on YouTube or if it's desynced and you go over to DLive or BitChute or any of the other platforms, thank you as well for supporting the show. Remember, if you just prefer to listen to the audio of the show, not only can you get the Sunday show, but we have a bunch of extra stuff, maybe Blonde's pregnancy talk, the call-in show, all that stuff is on the audio platforms. Uh, they're all linked in the description for you. And on the website, of course, you can email us, that's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday with a Christmas episode, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me, the press, it's beauty and the beta. Bye. See you then. Bye.